it, it's a weird age when you're 26 and single too. Yeah. People are like, uh, why are you not married? Like if you're a non-person, if you're single on, over the holidays, unless you live with your parents, a non-person, unless you live with your parents, in which case you're still a kid, which is fine. Right. I'm jealous because Carly has, you know, her older sister has little kids. Mm. So they were at least around children. But it's like it's just me and like older people on Christmas. And it's particularly bad this year because we don't have like all the things I used to do. Like I used to go to New York and see the tree and like had all these traditions yeah. of being out and about. We can't do that. So I think it was just like a weird year. I hope. How have you both been doing like in these crazy times? Are you doing all right? Yeah. Thanks for asking. This year has been I mean. It's been hard just in general, but I'm super lucky. I feel like it this year brought me so much more time with my family, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And like being 26 and like spending weeks and weeks with my family just was never going to happen yeah. in normal life. So I'm grateful for that. And um, it also so I'm moving to Austin, Texas tomorrow. Oh, OK, you're you're the one moving. Got it. Congratulations. Thank You'll you. Be Taylor Kitsch. Exactly. That was the whole reason. Um, so yeah, it just kind of forced some change for me that I was kind of like, I wasn't super, I'd been in Nashville for eight years and loved it. And then the past year was kind of like meh, but like not bad enough to be like, Oh, I need to make a change. And so COVID did that for me. So it's actually, (laughs) it's it's been a weird, like, it feels weird to be like grateful for this year, but I I am personally grateful for it. I'm happy to hear that. I'm also grateful for the same reasons that you said, like, I never thought I would get to live with my family again. It's kind of cool. I love it yeah Um, yeah yeah but yeah it is interesting like the forced changes that have happened Austin seems like a great city to live in too so yeah I'm excited Carly and I grew up in Fort Worth Texas so that's like three hours away that's where I am right now um so it'll be also nice to just be like close to where I grew up but not like back where I grew up Um, I know Dylan is a fictional town but like how where (laughs) is Dylan like is that near Fort Worth like where is Dylan (laughs) Carly have you ever been to Mineral Wells so that reminds me a lot of Dylan um, kind of I do think it's supposed to be kind of East Texas. Yeah. Um, Fort Worth is like Northeast and then Austin's like South of that. We were talking about the other day how we went to South Padre, which is like near Mexico for a spring break. And it took 10 hours what? to get down there. Like, yeah. And you're in the same state. It's insane. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. But now that my sound is normal, I um similar to Yay. Monica has have been super lucky like kept my job I work for the school district though in Denver so it's been kind of interesting um tumultuous yeah, sick of it yeah yeah but I've been able to work from home since March um but yeah I don't know this year's been crazy so like I am a cancer survivor from when I was young 16 and then this year 10 years later we had a fun little relapse about a month no. after Monica and I started this podcast so if you go back and listen to the show we podcasted through, listened, but I didn't get to that part. Oh man! Yeah, we podcasted. Yeah, it's coming. Through, it's coming. <laughs> we podcasted through my two spinal surgeries. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I'm still doing chemo, but not like right wow. now at this moment. I mean, I will next week, but yeah. So this year has been 
like I felt like I was having a really good 2020 and I was kind of quiet about it. Everyone was miserable and I was like kind of having a good year. I'm like got super life. healthy. Yeah. And then Left. life was like, LOL, never mind. Um, oh, at the end man. of the year. So I had like a super good most of the year and then like a really, really bad end of the year. So I'm thinking right. 2020 oh, hopefully lands somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. <laughs> Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Plus there was a global pandemic. So I feel like. Right. So that's you know, been fun. Anything. Yeah. It can't be worse. Did this podcast like, did it like help you like having like watching Friday Night Lights? Like, Oh, totally. To it's been super fun. Especially like the, I'm back at work now, like, um, like 75% of the time. Um, but like during when I was getting recovering from surgery and stuff, this was an awesome project to like have something to work on when I didn't have wow. work. And it was cool because podcasting is easy. Like I could sit, I podcasted like from my spinal rehabilitation center. The nurses wow. would come in. I'm like, uh, just a minute. I like have my mic and stuff set up in my <laughs> hospital room. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So it's been, it's been cool. And, and Monica and I like had to talk at the, like right when I was, after I relapsed and we're like, should we just, let's just keep going. Let's just wow. podcast Doing through it. this and like talk about it on the show. And make it a, so a now thing the, yeah now the podcast isn't just about friday night lights like it's about your life too yeah. and like that's that's very yeah. cool well it was crazy I, because I, I had like i had spinal surgery so i was like in the same position as jason street literally we have pictures <laughs> of my my neck position. brace i was in spinal rehab center just literally exactly the same and it was like whoa by the episode like the same week that we were doing the episode when Jason goes home for the first time from the rehab center, I had just come home from the hospital. From and the rehab like, center. You should write about this. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. We like want to try and get some press around it because it's so crazy. Our interview with um, Brad Leland, I'm like in my neck brace sitting on the Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, what's, what's going on with you, Carly? Like, was, are you okay? I was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'll be, I'll be no. good, but I did just have spinal surgery. He was like, okay, wow. <laughs> we just didn't tell him. We're like, we'll just like pop in the zoom and just see. What yeah, some people we've told some people we just did not And we're like, whatever. I'm just in my, yeah. yeah. Like, cause you're just do you're keep on going with the podcast, right? Yeah. So the show's still going. We didn't miss a right. single episode. I'm pretty proud of that. No. Whoa. Yeah. You should I be. <laughs> whoa <laughs> you should be especially like that. Although some of those volume. episodes that was like pretty loopy but you, you can't tell <laughs> that's true only like if you knew but no you really can't yeah yeah exactly only if you know yeah. wow. um okay before we dive in first of all elena how do you pronounce your last name so i'll just say the whole thing so my first name is actually elena oh. um, elena yeah okay. elena and then my last name is nicolau like the word nicolau 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 okay that's what yeah. i thought elena nicolau elena nicolau yeah okay perfect Sweet. i know it's a lot of value vowels it's like confusing name is it greek <laughs> it's a lot of vowels yeah it is greek it's yeah my dad is from cyprus so it's oh cool it's a greek name cool but elena's like okay, every every country has that version right it has some version of some, that name yeah. like variation yeah yeah. I guess Elena's more Spanish or something. Yeah, Elena. It's like the American version. Yeah. The Spanish is Elena. So if I was Eladia Baldwin, I'd be like Elena. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference in. Did did she say uh, whether or not she is Latin? She is not. She, she's right? yeah. she's no. full on wasp. Her family yeah. has been here since Mayflower times. And the Daily yeah. Mail, of course, interviewed people in the town in Mallorca where her family lives and they were like yeah Jeremy speaks good Spanish the parents speak Spanish with an accent we've never met Hillary <laughs> like Hillary is not 
she she's just lied this whole time. I think it's like a sitcom. Yeah. Like she like told a white lie to get Alec Baldwin yes. to be interested in her, and she got caught years later. Yeah. Also, that's a thing. There's been there's been women before. Oh, there's been people that do that. Um, like was that really famous? There's a documentary about it on Netflix, but there was a really famous woman who pretended to be black, and she was like Rachel Dolezal. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That, yep, that documentary Dolezal. is crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it, it's not. She's not, she has always said, yes, I'm white. Like Spanish people are white, but she has taken up space in Latinx community. She's been on the cover of like Ola magazine. She has like spoken with a fake accent. Like, yeah, no, she was on the Today Show and she was like doing this like cooking thing. And she was like, um, she was working with a cucumber. She's like, um, how you say? And they're like, yes, she always says, what's cucumber? I'm like, you fucking know what a cucumber is. Even in her most recent New York Times interview, she was like, you know, it's like when a bundle of things. Yes, that's what I was reading. I was like, fish. Oh my God. I read that interview. She was (laughs) like, and and the word, what's the word for? I'm like, oh my God. Girl, like, let's drop this, Hillary. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So is her daughter Um, the Bieber girl? No, the Bieber girl, Haley Baldwin, is the daughter of, I think, Billy Baldwin. The other Baldwin brother? She, yeah, she's oh. she's the daughter of another Baldwin brother. And then Ireland oh. Baldwin is Alex's child with Christy Brink, Kim Bassinger. Wow. I need a Baldwin family and tree. And there are five. Same. Yes. Can we have Keeping Up with the Baldwins instead of Kardashians? Ooh, I would watch I that. I would watch that. <laughs> it would be much more yeah. violent and uncomfortable. Yes. I'm very <laughs> exactly. like, and disturbed and upset by Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber's relationship. Have you seen the it's interview weird. where Justin Bieber's talking about how often he cries and like he so apparently he just like throws temper tantrums all the time, unsurprisingly. And then he has yep. to call Haley to like come have sex with him to calm him down. And then ah, he's like, fine. What? It seems it's so upsetting. <laughs> that is really upsetting. He's an adult yeah. human. Yeah, he's our age. You know what? He's though? literally he's our age. Not, he is not our age, though, because he is yeah. our age, but he got famous so young and he's so like stunted, stunted, but yeah. advanced. And yes, he's not our age. Whereas she grew up in a famous family. So yeah. she grew up like used to That's this. That's true. Yeah, Bieber's like, I'm just from fake. Canada. It's always going to be fake. Yeah, Bieber's <laughs> just like, like, yeah, I don't, I'm coming up with a nice word. It would be like if Tim Riggins got really famous, like this kid <laughs> from like a nowhere town. Yeah, you know? right. Right. Yeah. He would not handle oh. that well. I was an early no. stage believer, but um, mm. I, I still, I mean, I feel for him, but that really disturbs me. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll find like, the interview. It's yeah. really gross. He talks about their sex life for like three paragraphs and how obsessed Why? he is with her. It's very, it was upsetting. That sounds exhausting that. to be a man's um, like savior constantly. Ugh. Yeah. And like, ooh, what if you're Haley? You're just like sitting around at his like oh sorry my husband's having another temper tantrum i have to go fuck him and calm him down yeah no nope all right well shall we speaking of sex and drama (laughs) oh yeah this is we really did an on-brand cold open there we did (laughs) basically tim riggins is justin bieber and tyra is Haley baldwin right i could see that yeah i could see that except I could see Tyra not putting up with it as much. Oh, no. She would never be at his beck True. and call. No. No, 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 no. As we see um, in this so episode. So before, yes, before we intro our guests. Oh, yeah, we have, we have stuff to cover. We just have a short housekeeping and some fact checks. Yes, Elena, um, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, so we've got a couple of, we've got some housekeeping to do yes, real quick. We do, we do. Um, so I wanted to read this sweet, 
DM we got um, yes, recently. This was so cute. Um, this was so cute from a fan in Nepal. Um, his name is Ravi Shretha. And he said, hey, y'all, a big FNL fan from Kathmandu. Kathmandu. Kathmandu, Nepal, probably the only fan in this part of the world. I just discovered your pod accidentally yesterday and listened to the pilot pod. You guys are great. I got into the show when I went to school at Auburn. I really want to know how he ended up. I know. I was curious, too. (laughs) Yeah. I think I've binge watched the whole show at least thrice. That was really charming (laughs) to me. And even though I've never lived in Texas, the show just gives me chills quite often. Now this pod makes me want to start it again. You guys are really funny with great references to other favorite shows, Parks and Rec, etc. Keep up the great work and hope Carly is recovering well. Cheers. Thank you, Robbie. So cute, Robbie. It made my day. Also, speaking of my recovery, I did realize over the break that we haven't done an update in a while. Yes, let's do that. That was a perfect segue. I'm alive. Um, (laughs) Just (laughs) forgot to update you guys that I'm still at home. I'm doing like a light, well, a medium. I would call it a medium chemo regimen. Light makes it sound Mm -hmm. a little fluffy and it definitely still sucks. Um, But yeah, I'm just doing chemo basically like once a month for the week. I go in during the day. It's not like a full hospital stay and I'm starting work again and I'm hitting my PT goals and I'm going to start getting yes. back to yoga and hopefully back into my running, um, over the next few months. And, oh, right before Christmas, I had scans, which is what they do in the middle of your chemo to make sure to like, basically to just see like how your body's reacting and if it's working. And we had actually really surprising and awesome news that basically all of the cancer is gone. Um, so we didn't, basically no one expected that. Um, nope. (laughs) So we were just like beyond excited and it was like a week before Christmas. Um, and it was just super, super good news that my body is killing it. And it also allows us to put a lot of like the other treatment options that I have available in our back pocket and not have to like exhaust them right now. Um, cause if my body wasn't responding, we'd have to like try a little bit harder, do more chemo, try some other stuff. But basically, um, almost every spot is completely gone or like tiny and really hard to find and on its way out. So, um, on that front, we are killing it. Literally are 21. We are. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) moving forwards, got a couple more months of this and then, um, hopefully I don't know what's next. Some sort of pill, I'm sure, some sort of maintenance thing that I um, take that doesn't really affect my life. Um, So, yeah, we're doing good. Good. And thank you, everybody, for all the nice things and well wishes y'all have sent me. Um, We're excited to kick this in the tush and get it out of my way. (laughs) Get out of my way, please. Please stop. (laughs) I am busy. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, we, yeah, getting that news and just getting other positive news was just really strange in 2020 yeah. to feel. Um, and, but we're, yeah, we're it's, super it's awesome. Yeah. And I, I keep knocking on wood, but I just need to not do that and just be grateful and actually believe that good things are happening. Yeah. Right there at the tail end of 2020, they like <sighs> threw me a bone. So <laughs> yes, yes. So we're grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I just have like three fact checks from the last episode with our buddy Jay. Yes. Um, there were a couple things that so, I said that were just wildly <laughs> were wrong. wrong. And I knew that they were wrong like the second we turned off our mics. And then we didn't record <laughs> for like three weeks. And I've just been having to sit 
on my horrific errors. You guys, Scott Porter is from <laughs> Nebraska, not Texas. And I know that. We all know that. You, We all know that. Yeah. All it was was Carly said, like, most of the actors are from Austin that are in the show. It's and false. really, it's only Jesse Plemons is from Mart, which is near Waco. And then Bradley Lind, whose buddy is from Lubbock and Plano. But the rest, Scott Porter is Nebraska, Kyle Chandler's Buffalo, Illinois, Georgia. Yeah. Zach Guilford is from Evanston, Northwestern. Oh. Amy T. Gardens, California. I mean, they're just, we don't need to go down yeah, the list. Yeah, sorry. Big FNL fail. Basically, none of them. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't, don't oh, a lot of them live in Austin now? Like, haven't they gravitated towards yes. there? So That's what I, I was kind thinking. Of that is true. why you think they all live there. Yeah. And yeah. then Taylor Kitsch was in Waco. So. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So and yes. we were no, talking right. about. They become Texas people. Yes. And we are yes. talking about yes. their accents and how real they are. And so. Basically, mm-hmm. they fully convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. And then I was actually confused because you were like, remember when they go to the strip club in Parks and Rec? I was thinking of the gay bar in season two with the penguins That's and everything. season one, isn't it? Or I think it's I've, I think it's the first episode of season two, okay. which we'll fact check next <laughs> time. But um, yes, no, you were talking about the gay bar in season two as well. The glitter factory. Yes, when Tom <laughs> which I totally is getting about. divorced from his Canada wife and then he's pretending to be sad. <laughs> yes, he is sad. Well, then he gets sad for real because then he Rom gets real tries sad. to bang. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Wendy. Wendy. I'm sad and I just want to go see Wendy. <laughs> yeah, that's when uh, the stripper keeps saying her name and Leslie keeps calling her Seabiscuit. And then she's like, OK, that's enough. Thank you, Seabiscuit. <laughs> why is she called here that? her name was something that sounded like mildly similar and she was like okay thank you Seabiscuit okay I love it I am impressed by your pop culture photographic memories that is really good it's upsetting <laughs> honestly it's upsetting sometimes it's I, I wish my mind was filled with something else but it's only filled with TV right. yeah <laughs> well I just remember moments and this episode is one that I remembered a lot of because I think there are a lot of memorable moments which is why I'm so excited yes. to talk about it Yes, I realized that I, for whatever reason, I had watched this episode of, of Friday Night Lights like way probably the most of any other episode. Because I think that when I go to because it has sex in the title, yeah. you like go and you're like, I'm oh, like, I'm gonna do that I want to watch the sex one. Um, <laughs> There's no sex in it, <laughs> right? right? I know. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that when I do a, sometimes when I rewatch stuff, I don't want to go back to season like the early season because usually sometimes yeah. they're like shitty. Um, so I'll start like somewhere in the middle. And I feel like whenever I rewatch Friday Night Lights, I go to this. I start with this episode because I'm like, uh, Julie and Matt are already together. Like the plot is like going. Yes. Yeah. 17 through 22 is a great stint. Yeah. yeah and there is some I mean, I really just watch for Coach and Tammy's marriage. I'm obsessed oh God, with it. Yes. And there's some very <sighs> good like full conversations and just staring at each other. Yes. Like they can communicate yeah. through glances in this episode or glares, yes. I should say. I was gonna so say yes. very angry. good moments. Yeah, angry glares. Eric Taylor's <laughs> angry eyes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Lots of that so this good. episode. He's angry so way more than yeah. usual this episode. He's so it's like a sexy, like frowny face this whole episode. Yeah. He's digging it. Yeah. Brooding. Very, oh, yes. Very brooding. Disgusted a lot of the yes. time. Too. Yeah. He's best when he's disgusted. <laughs> yes. I like when he's horrified and like yeah. really disgusted. <laughs> and really grossed out. Yes. Um, Carly, you put it's Harry and David with the shortbread, not okay, Henry. So we talked LOL. a lot what about shortbread in our episode <laughs> today. Um, I mean, I did. But I and I said, yes, I think I said it like 
12 times. I called it Henry and David, the shortbread that I'm obsessed oh. with. It is Harry and David. I said it so many times. <laughs> Those are the ones you can send to your house in a gift basket, right? Oh, Everyone yeah. should know now. They can oh, yeah. send Carly, Harry and David. <laughs> Please basket. do. Yes. Honestly, Please Harry do. and David, if you want to sponsor the show, let's go. Send us some fucking shortbread. Yes. <laughs> And then finally, you said dichotomous. And I was like, ooh. And we were both like, I think that's word. I'm not sure. I hope it is. It is a word. Y'all, my vocabulary. So we did get one thing right. It's really on point. It's really on point. It's my only skill. Um, But without further ado, I'm going to intro our buddy. And first, I'm going to tell the pod how I got connected to her. And it's because, so Elena has a awesome Twitter. And she tweets while she binges shows. And I saw this tweet on my timeline that was a picture of Tim Riggins. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it said, um, no one warned me about this man ahead of my binge of Friday Night Lights. I need a water raft. A life jacket. A life jacket. A water raft. Is not I need a, a water raft. <laughs> I need a water raft. And... Is that your most popular tweet? I feel like it was kind of viral. I th- it definitely was viral. I think my most popular tweet is a picture of Captain Von Trapp, and it says <gasps> Captain Von Thirst Trap. And <laughs> that I he think is my yes. most popular tweet. But I was not <laughs> expecting this to go viral. Like I, I didn't know that Friday Night Lights like had such and it went. It was an arrow straight to people's heart. This tweet. Yeah. And I realized, wow, this is a show that people really rally around. There's such a big community, and so I continued to live tweet, and I did like a binge watch hashtag and some people watched along with me it was so fun like it was like a sense of community that I hadn't felt the whole pandemic and it it was all due to our love for Tim Riggins and these characters and it was honestly one of the most wholesome internet experiences of my life and I'm so happy that I was able to connect with you because people kept tagging your podcast as other people coming back to this show during the, yes. these hard times. So it's kind of beautiful that we're talking now. I'm so yeah, happy about it. I love I that. And I love the Friday it. Night Lights community really is awesome. There is, it's, it's yeah. just one of those shows that has a really dedicated cult following and the people who watch the show love the show. Um, mm-hmm. And we've had so much fun, like interacting with other people who love the show. Who knew that what would bring us all together in 2020 was Tim Riggins. And a show that came out in 06. Like, I just yeah. love it. Um, awesome. So let's get to know our guest a little bit. Here we our go. Our new buddy. If I so Elena Nicolau is a culture and entertainment writer based in Manhattan. You know Previously a entertainment writer for Refiner, Refinery29. Currently a culture editor at Oprah Magazine. She also, which I've already said, live tweets the show she's binge watching. And it's amazing. Perfect time. <laughs> nice. First time. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. I know I've been peppering in before I introduce myself, but yes. I'm a talkative person. I cannot help it. Hey, <laughs> oh, I love too. it. No, it's weird. I don't want them like to like our guests to just like sit while we just like chat for 10 minutes. We've talked about like maybe doing our like fact check and stuff and then bringing on the guests and they're not just there. But it also I'm like, just chime I kinda, in. And, yeah, I kind yeah. of like I've listened to other uh, shows that do that. And I kind of like I mean, you see in the episode title that there's a guest. It's like, yes. Connect the dots. You're not like, who's that? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but also I don't like uh, inviting people to come on our show and then they show up and I'm like, okay, so now be quiet and shut up. Yeah, I know. Sit quietly and no, don't talk until I tell I you just to. started talking. <laughs> no, no, I, we I like to. that better, honestly. Yeah. We've done it both ways and I prefer to just let people relax and talk and not be exactly. told to shut up. <laughs> so let's talk about. I think we should have sex. <gasps> it's so quick. I think we should have One sex. One more time for the people in the back. I think we should have sex. <laughs> yeah, Julie. <laughs> 
Yeah, Julie. So this is episode 17 of season season one. one. It came out on February 21st, 2007. And the synopsis is very short. Mrs. Taylor confronts Julie after seeing Matt buying condoms. Coach Taylor accuses Tim's father of stealing a camera from his office. Buddy Garrity fires Tyra's mother from the dealership. That is the Wow. Really didn't leave much for the imagination there. Nope. (laughs) And it just is so boringly written. Yeah, they're always terrible. But we love them. (laughs) (laughs) But we do love them. Yeah, so that basically spoils Um, the episode. Um, Way to go, synopsis writers. But I mean, go ahead. The good thing is it doesn't say that they don't have sex. There's no... There's no spoil. And it leaves out Tim's spiral and his father. Tim's daddy issues. It doesn't say, it doesn't have like Tim looks sexy while self-destructing. Yes. Tim wears. Yeah. Right. They didn't even tell us about Tim's awesome denim jacket. Or Jason Street's tattoo. Like they're, they've left a lot out of this. I'm Sanskrit. I cannot wait to Uh, dig into that. I have a lot of feelings about that. Me too. I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Shall we dive into this? Let's do it. Let's do some Texas things. Texas things. All right, what y'all got? All right, what y'all got? I mean, this episode was pretty Texas-y. I didn't have a ton of specific stuff, but we do Same. see a lot of Austin, which was really fun. Yes, I know. I agree. I All I wrote was, I mean, obviously all of the, the game at the lake house, all the dead animals oh, yeah. was right. very Texas. <laughs> yes. And I wrote, um, this would be if I was going to hook up at my aunt and uncle's house. That's what it would look like in their office. I feel like every Um, Texas house I've ever walked into is just like, look how many dead animals I have. Every Texas house? (laughs) Yes. Except for mine and yours. Yeah. And a lot. I feel like that's more of a small town Texas thing or you just really have to be into hunting. I feel like everyone I I know has a lot in like big cities. Maybe like one. Oh. Or like a I gun room. We, we had multiple people that a we grew room. up. I know someone that we grew up with who had a gun room. And I also know oh, someone yikes. we grew up with who had a dead animal room that was filled with exotic creatures that I believe if I looked at now, I would have a lot of upset feelings about. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. Yeah. Not really Elena, good where did for you... setting the mood. I grew up in New Jersey, Northern New Jersey. So this show is very much like an anthropological like study. Yes. Like, you're like, oh, nothing really screams Texas. I'm like, this show is so to every scene. I'm like, wow, this is so different from the use of y'all to the to the dead animals on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Ooh, a little rhyme I know, there. Some rhyming. What you know what struck me as Texas this episode? So in New Jersey, we don't start driving until we're like 17 or 18. You can't oh, drive. Oh, really? without True. an adult until you're 18 years old Whoa. and so when julie and matt sneak away to the cabin i'm like well if you're from new jersey and you're 15 you can never do that you know you right, have to walk right. to the cabin <laughs> um so they they have like a little more autonomy than yeah. we do at yes. well, a younger age a little fun thing about the south the more like southern the state is the earlier they get to drive in arkansas which is basically filled with bums let's be honest I mean, some nice people, if we have Arkansas listeners, yeah. we love you, come on the show. But they drive lit- <laughs> literally when they're like 13. I have cousins who live there what? and they were driving just, I mean, straight out of diapers. I swear to God. <laughs> in their toy cars on the highway. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I was born in New York. And so, and I moved here when I was almost eight. And so I have some like preschool friends now that like 
still don't drive. Like they mm-hmm. never got their license. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's crazy. But I, I do. I do know that. Yeah. In Texas, and you yeah, start driving culture. when you're 15 and then you get your license. You can get your independent license when you're 15 if you like apply for a special thing. But mostly it's 16. Yeah. You start driving. So right. uh, Matt must be 16 because Julie says that she's 15. Yeah. Yes. Because he's a sophomore. Julie gets oh, in yeah. her mom's car. It's funny because after she says... I want to have sex. She then gets into her mom's car. So like she's yes. trying to be an adult and she's and, still getting a ride, oh, you know, she's, yes. she's so much yeah. poor than Matt she is like, is. hi, Mrs. Coach. <laughs> yeah. His I know. I said she, he says Mrs. Coach again. Yes. <laughs> we love when he calls her Mrs. Coach. Yeah. But it did. I, I feel like this is one of those episodes that really marks time for me. Like I remember watching it when I was mm-hmm. younger and I thought it was totally I felt like it was normal that Julie was like, I think we should have sex and whatever. And now I have, I feel that way where I look at her. I'm like, I'm like that little child. (laughs) She gets into the car with her mother, you know, I'm like, baby girl. And so I feel like this is a really, a fun one to watch at different stages of life. Cause I feel, I've felt really different about that issue each time I've watched Mm -hmm. the episode. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, yeah, my only other Texas thing was the the dick pool guy was wearing like a camouflage hat. I thought that Wait, was Wait, the dick Texas pool guy? Oh, 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 at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, big camo or hat. Even the, yeah, the, yeah, the whole bar aesthetic seemed sort of Southern to me. And the fact that the Rigginses have a pool, it to me, I know that's not necessarily like Texas, but like to have a pool where I'm from in New Jersey, you have to like, I only associate pools with people who have a lot of money. Like yes, you only have I've a pool heard that. You have a lot of money. So yes. that they, fact that they have a pool, I'm like, oh. That's, it's just interesting to me. It's just different. I think yes. it is a, maybe not specifically Texas, but definitely a Southern thing. Like ev- even people who don't have any money, everyone has pools. One, because <laughs> yeah. land is more affordable. So people have lots and it's just easier to maintain. And it's so the business is bigger and it's just cheaper mm-hmm. to have a pool. But like if you like flying, when I fly from Texas to Colorado, um, when you're flying out of Dallas, it's every house. It's just like pool, 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 mm-hmm. pool, 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 pool. Yeah, and then when pool, you pool, land pool, in Denver, pool. you you don't see that. So I definitely think it's a Southern thing that like just everybody has yeah. a pool. Yeah. I know. I have fond memories of being little in New York and we'd go get in our swimsuits and then we'd walk to the park and run around in a big sprinkler. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that was our pool, pool time. I thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah, fire yeah. hydrant. I was like, or a fire hydrant. That also Honestly, counts. it might have been like a makeshift thing. It was just like in the middle of the park and would just like have this big spray thing, which was so fun. You just like run around with your friends in it. That's fun. <laughs> Um, okay. The other, yeah, I just wrote the lake house, LOL. (laughs) Yeah. Um, also, also that was like a shack. Yes. (laughs) Was there a lake near, was that just a shack in the woods? It seemed like a hunting cabin more than like a lake house. Mm -hmm. Also it was was totally trashed. Yeah. I know. I'm really glad she didn't lose it there. (laughs) I mean, all of these spaces that are run by men, like the Riggins house is so messy. Oh yeah. It's only guys. Yes. They have an arcade game in the house. Yes. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. I was like, what? (laughs) Classic dude. They never play it. No. (laughs) Right. Which I feel like people Uh, who have arcade games in their house, they never play them. Yeah. Yes. We've also talked about on another episode about the Riggins house. So apparently that the house that they filmed in was actually disgusting. And that the actors always talk about how they hated shooting there because they would leave and be like itchy. And it was all that that it was just truly a disgusting house (laughs) in real life. Yeah. Well, and it was it it was condemned or whatever. Right. Like later. Oh, yeah. I do. Didn't you say? Yeah. 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 So (laughs) it was like literally gross. (laughs) 
Yes. It comes through. Yeah, it looks like the kind of place where you could get lice and bed bugs. Like, not yeah. one or the other. You come at them right. both. It's a package deal. Like it's the like the shampoo and conditioner, two-in-one. The lice and the yeah. bed bugs have, like, reproduced a mutant, uh, like, mixed version of them <laughs> called lead bugs. Yes, it's a hybrid. Lead it's a new species. <laughs> in your hair and in your bed. Oh. Yes. Lice bugs. Lice bugs. <laughs> but it is really fitting because I do feel like those two boys so like tim is what 17 18 maybe yeah Eight, or ageless and immortal which yes. is how i think of yeah him. or I, like 35 well. yeah. yeah or 35 <laughs> like most <laughs> young like he's just a kid i'm like what? i know i'm like is he um yes like most way too young men on tv that i lust over they are yes. ageless in my mind um yeah <laughs> what was i Oh, I feel like their house would be disgusting. Billy's probably like 20. Can you imagine those two boys? How do they even maintain the house? Like, I know. I, they don't. I mean, yeah, they don't. I'm, I'm sure that toilet is clogged. Like, as oh, we speak, God. I can't even imagine totally the bathroom. Clogged. Oh, my Mm-mm. God. No. What's the worst wonder. boys' bathroom you've ever seen? Oh, gosh. Um, my My guy friends had, like, all five of them lived in this, like, gross house in Nashville in... I mean, their bathroom was gross, but the best was that we were um, a couple years ago, we were looking on Zillow for like a new house. And my my roommate goes, um, this house is a piece of crap, but it's dirt cheap. And she showed it to me and I was like, oh, my God, that's my guy friend's house. I can't live <gasps> Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so I sent them that quote. This place is a piece of shit, but it's cheap. Uh, <laughs> my like, little is- brother once lived in a house that I visited when he was in college. The toilet. I don't even know how to describe the disgust. <laughs> There was mold everywhere. The toilet Ugh. lid was not just up, but like stuck up. It When I tried to put the seat down, it was like stuck. And I had to like, it, it jerked me as I, I don't even know what substance it was stuck with. Ew, and then ew, all ew. of the tiles were, it, the, the plumbing was, uh, something was horribly wrong. And all of the ground is wet. And then if you go downstairs, the whole ceiling be- beneath the bathroom was like, brown with cracks that leaked it was horrifying gross yes ew (laughs) yes probably filled with (laughs) lice bugs (laughs) lice bugs yes okay my last texas note was at the end of the episode when we get uh when buddy gets hit a little slapperoo um Mm. the guy that pulls angela off of buddy he's just like a big dude in a cowboy hat and they're like standing outside of the church and he's like come on angela Pam, <laughs> that would only happen in Texas. Just like everyone standing outside yes. of the church and just yep. going to a church where, you know, yeah. everybody in general. Yes. Oh, and like going to church, even if you're not a Christian, like everyone just like you goes just to go. church on Sunday. Yeah. Like you, you just know go. see and be seen and yep. watch your drama unfold. Yeah. That's like a social really thing. Like the role of church in this community and how everybody is there. Well, that's the white church. But yeah, yes. so like a lot of people. True. Are but that's how. It is. I, like, oh, I want to go to Smash's church. Me too. I would totally I'd be like go. the one white girl at Smash's church <laughs> They're in like, the back. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they no. kicked Tyra out. Yeah. So. yeah. But that, I mean, that was kind of my my family. My parents were very much like force us to go to church. But also with my mom, it's not just like, I want you to get your religious experience in. It's very much like I want my family to be seen. She gets very mm-hmm. obsessive yeah. about us, like all being together and like going to church when we're all home so that everyone can see us or whatever. I don't know. 
I yeah, know. Like COVID she, took that away from you this year. Oh my God. Yes. But they still played church yeah. on the TV for like two and a half hours. <laughs> Let's get out of Texas things. Yeah. Why don't we do some fashion? Fashion. There was. Yeah. Okay. Ready? <gasps> fashion. fashion. That was not our best. It was really aligned on my end. Oh, it's always the opposite. It's either. It's yeah. Even, I don't know, I know what the lag is, but okay. Yeah. I had a couple of fashion notes. I think my yeah. favorite item of clothing in this episode was Julie's cloud robe while she was I getting ready the in the bathroom. <laughs> it was so cute. And nothing has ever convinced me that someone is not ready to have sex. Ready for sex. Cloud robe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was so cute. What about the flower on Julie's hoodie? That was cute. She's had Ugh. that. I've... I've I expressed my disdain for that hoodie before. <laughs> but for some reason, that was the first episode where it was really upsetting to me. <laughs> uh, she's just one of those people that like would wear fingerless gloves, I feel like. She did. Oh, in the, right. At the strip club. At the yeah. strip club. <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited. <laughs> um, most of my notes are about Julie, actually. One of my notes just mm-hmm. says, her boobs! Exclamation point. So I know. Throughout this series, we get to know Julie's massive boobs more intimately. But I feel like this was the first yeah. time we really... <laughs> became aware of how massive her boobs are it's the only yeah. good thing she inherited from her mother right <laughs> that's true she, no she didn't other... inherit her kindness nope. or her no. leadership no. she has nothing yep. of her parents just except titties. for her mom's boobs yeah just like she's <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you you know in this episode it's true. I, I paid a lot of attention to her hair because yes. i don't know i just think she uh, as someone with curly hair i'm fascinated by like thick straight hair and um the way that she curled it i don't even know if curl is the word it was it's like crimped. She crimped it so she crimped i it. That do that was classic. yes yes i did that to my hair all of my childhood i still do it um but i i made a note of that too because i thought i loved that because that was how i wore mm-hmm. my hair at that age totally and it's it definitely like, a crimper so like it's they have three barrels i have one from my mom from like the 80s um and yeah it just gets hot and it has three barrels and you just like crimp 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 and it makes it wavy like that's so cute that's so of it's kind of era. like um yes plop 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 crimp 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 sorry i'm I've still been in watching a, mode. <laughs> i've been watching uh with my brother the great pottery throwdown which by the way i highly suggest it's the same Ooh. as Great British Baking, except it's pottery. Love it. Um, and there was this one girl in the episode. Every, she would say this all the time. And then just bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> bish, and bash, now you bosh. have your pot. And now I just want to say, bish, bash, bosh, crimp, and your hair crimp, is crimped. Crimp. <laughs> yeah. crimp, crimp, crimp. No, the way she like prepared for that, like with her robe and the crimping, it was, it was like she was being prepared for like a ritual. Like I know. Like, yeah. you know, like she's like, okay, I have to do all this. <laughs> and then and then the shirt that she ends up wearing, I always laugh when I see I don't really know how to describe them, but they're the kind of shirts that you would get from Hollister in the mid two thousands. They had they were, the like, built in bralette the thing. Yes. Yes. Like all of her clothes were the clothes of the girls who bullied me in middle school. Like I, I, I get like, <laughs> serious flat because I wasn't allowed to shop at Hollister. Like oh, it was like, this whole thing. Right. I so... mean, you can't see anything anyway, so might as well just try another store. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's so dark. It's like dark in there. It's yeah. so dark. Yeah. It, it attacks your senses. Is... You need like a headlamp in there. Yeah. <laughs> and a nose plug. Yeah. All that perfume. But yeah, she definitely wears those like... All of those shirts that had the seam right under the boobs and then yes. the flowy thing um, and the V-neck, definitely very early 2000s. Yes. I also like that Tim was wearing a button down like when yes. he went to the bar. Mm. I mean, like, why would he be wearing a button down? But 
it makes his fancy shirt button downs yeah he, yeah. he like dressed up to go get sloshed and like yeah. hustle people with his dad <laughs> yeah i guess he maybe he wanted to impress his dad yeah well that's what i love about tim i mean many things but he i mean he's either in his football uniform and like a panther t-shirt or a button down like yeah. and his button down like it, it's he doesn't think it's nice but like it is but he doesn't treat it nicely so it's just it's just his like not a t-shirt shirt yeah he's mm-hmm. like oh button down tonight tammy's outfit in the grocery store when she saw the condom buying yes. was really cute she was wearing yes. like a that tan leather jacket yep. and her hair looked i just wrote tammy's hair I know. like it's yes. always perfect but i it was just even more perfect her, i noted episode. her hair later when they're waiting for julie to come home and she's in that pretty white se- sweater which i'm yes. always jealous yes. when people when girls wear like really beautiful white clothes because i can't own white mm-hmm. um because you'll get because i'm a spiller it. And Same. I'm always like, what a pretty white sweater. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed her in the grocery store. I was I just thought to myself, God, Tammy's hot. Like yeah. she just I she know. just she has it. Whatever she can, it is, she has it in droves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, she I can also always loved get it. Tyra's jacket with the fuzzy hood. It's like one of those puffy coats, and then the the hood has that like fake fur. Those were so popular. And I yes. I wanted one so badly. The girl in um, Dan in real life, the daughter who's like a teenage brat. Yes. She had one of those jackets and I was obsessed. I wanted one so bad. They're very cute. Yep. That's all Love I got. It. Same. Um, so I'm just Nixon monsplain because this episode was very singularly focused on Matt and Julie's sex life. <laughs> yes. Um, there was literally no football. Yep. So I'll do Musician's Corner. Yeah, let's do it. So in this episode, um, the songs range from 1967 to 2007. Um, the only Texas act was Explosions in the Sky. We love them. And I am going to spotlight Miss Loretti Lynn because... Oh, yeah. In, I was hoping you would talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I got to talk about her. So when Jason's at that party and I'm, I want to ask, maybe I'll just ask y'all now, like... Was she DJing the party or was she in a separate room doing something else? Because I'm like, he's like, you got to play Loretta Lynn at this party. <laughs> I don't think she was, was like, like what? the DJ. I think she was just picking okay. the, the next CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but still, like, I've, I've never been at a party and been like, guys, can we put on like Loretta Lynn artists? Well, I thought it was a know, weird suggestion. Radio. <laughs> but she was saying that like they didn't have any good ones. Okay. But I couldn't tell okay. if Jason was I guess joking if you're... or not when he was like Loretta Lynn, a classic. Yeah, he's like, you got to play that. I learned a lot about her watching the country music documentary from Ken Burns. Oh, That's yeah. like a million hours. That was one of our first like quarantine binges because it um, knocked out a lot of time. Um, <laughs> and we always joked like all of these um, songwriters like Loretta Lynn, Hank Williams. It was like they were born one of 10 in a shoebox. <laughs> like I just said, like the like hardest child. It's literally Dolly Parton's biography. <laughs> yeah. Born in a shoebox. Oh, you know, all yeah, the country like, musicians are born in a shoebox. All right. Either that so or a teapot. Loretta Lynn, she was no different. Um, and she was from Kentucky and then later Nashville. Um, and she is the most awarded female country recording artist and the only female ACM artist of the decade, Whoa. 1970s. Yeah. Um, the song that Jason suggested was Don't Come Don't Come Home a Drinking with Lovin' on Your Mind. That's one of her biggest hits. That's the whole title. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has long titles. The other one's You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man. That's oh, I like hit. that. Yeah. 
But Loretta Lynn is such a badass. She focused on women's issues with themes about philandering husbands and persistent mistresses. She increased the boundaries in the conservative genre of country music by singing about birth control. She has a song called The Pill. Um, <laughs> repeated, <laughs> repeated childbirth, one's on the way, and double, st- double standards for men and women, um, song called Rated X. Um, Let me hear the birth And being widowed song. by the draft. I know. We'll, maybe we'll play it. Um, and being widowed by the draft during the Vietnam World. Oh, the Dixie Chicks sung about that, Jericho too. Sam. Yes. <laughs> Traveling um, Soldier. Traveling Soldier. I'm not going to sing it, but um, I can sing the whole thing. But I won't. Yes. So Loretti's not a Texas gal, but she is one of the biggest people in country. Um, and it's this is my final little fun fact. Country music radio stations often refuse to play her music. They banned nine of her songs because they wow. were so progressive. But Lynn pushed on to become one of country music's legendary artists. She's cool. a legend. Yes. Love it. Oh, and I got to play the best song of the episode. Like, I was like, wait. I unfortunately, I wanted to pick a different song because Ryan Adams is canceled. I saw of. that when he came up. I said, oh, Ryan Adams. <sighs> wait, what's what a good, the story? A good song. Oh. So he, you know, the artist Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Um, They had a relationship when she was young and he was very like abusive and kind of like groomed her and yeah so um and he like helped her with her career but also was like i'm gonna date you and and then it just all this yeah. other when that was exposed all this other shit came out and Ick. mandy moore um, was married to him and mandy moore i think said that was not a great experience yes. oh mandy yes. i love her and, but guess what now she's married to the guy from dawes and they're <gasps> so happy oh my gosh he would be a great husband he's i could so just cute. Oh, i know he's so cute anyone and who can write those songs yes i love yes. dawes so much Oh, what a Same. cute power couple. Mandy, come on I know, show. apparently, I think she was just like a fan of Dawes. Um, I forget which one of Dawes it is, but, um, and so she was at their show. And so then he like DM'd her and was like, hey, thanks for coming. And then they like hung out. And I wonder what it would be married. like to be famous and hot like Mandy Moore to where you could just like go to a concert and be like, I want that guy. <laughs> I and want then that one. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You could just try to do that. You know, I bet it would work. I should try. Yeah. Just go around with the attitude of Miss Mandy, and I think it might work. I, I identify it's all as Mandy Moore. Y'all. <laughs> That's a good one. So this was unfortunately the best song of the episode. So I'm sorry, but um, yes. Well, just because I didn't want to choose him because mm, he sucks. Got but it. yeah, um, this was the song that played when Tim goes back to the bar and like basically asked to be beat up. Um, It's called Political Scientist. He was drinking water from the faucet, from the river, from the tributary it comes through the rusted pipes. Outside his window sees the water supposed to be cleaned by the chemicals polluted by the candy factory line. Someplace on the edge of town Someplace on the edge of town Is where they live It was like perfectly haunting for that mm-hmm. scene And I love how it's like super um, it, The melody is super just like on the same note It's like very like yeah, conversational And then it gets into it Yeah, it gets it in its groove in the chorus And so Ryan Adams, F you, but great song. <laughs> we hate you, but this song is good. We hate you, but okay, good job. We'll give you this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll give you this one. It's okay. We need to start separating the work from the artist. 
True, true. Because a lot of people um, suck. <laughs> I know. It's like, if we're going to go down that road, then like we can't listen to anything, watch anything. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I know. I think it's kind of an exception. Like someone like, someone like R. Kelly, I oh, literally God. blocked no, on no, Spotify no, 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 no. and I was like, I will never listen to you again. Yeah. But someone, yeah, I don't I don't even, know where the line is, but I, I, know. I just feel like eventually we're going to have to figure out how to for two things to Navigate. be true at once. Like we can't just eliminate Michael Jackson's effect on the music world and the world. Right. But yeah. like he's a horrendous it can still monster. be true that somehow we're yeah. going to have to figure out how to coexist with all of these new discoveries about these horrible people. Exactly. One thing I like about this show is that like it its reputation has only gotten better. Like it hasn't been canceled. The actors mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. been canceled. Like there's a bunch of well-respected people and the worst that anyone can say about it is that they don't like Julie. Like, yeah, I think that it makes it much easier to watch <laughs> when you don't have to apologize for watching it. You know what I totally. mean? Like, yeah. It, it's great to have like a clear heart, full yeah. eyes, you know, like, yeah, well, yes. that's it. <laughs> totally. It's so true. Well, I think part of that, and, and it's surprising too, because the show is from the early two thousands. And obviously there are things that stick out to us. Like they use the R word a lot um, and little things like that. But I think that part of it is that. So the show is so genuine. Like, um, even the actors talk about how this was like, their favorite filming experience because everyone on the show loved the show and everything that they put into it was really, really pure and um, honest. And I think that and it was progressive through. for its time. Yeah. I mean, it it if it's really we just had the episodes that dealt dealt with um you know Smash and the coach and them doing racist the, comments um, and the walk the walk off yeah. and walk out um and yeah there were things that bothered us about it but a episode from 2006 like that was pretty awesome totally yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so um shall we talk about tammy tammy time is it tammy i know time? well i'm trying to decide because like obviously the tammy time is the sex stuff so i'm like should we talk about it now should we talk about it later okay so maybe or what do we want to do we can reschedule tammy time to be included <laughs> in our episode breakdown because perfect that is really all we get from tammy i mean it's meaty it's a lot and it's awesome but that is yeah. our only tammy stuff so i'm fine with with moving it into the breakdown perfect well great then let's um since we're not doing monsplain let's do let's review the tape and then yeah. we'll break it down let's do it Alrighty, so um, this episode was directed by the lovely Allison Liddy Brown, who's done a number of episodes. We love her. Um, I thought this episode in particular was really cohesive. It dealt with, again, Friday Night Lights does this so well. They will touch on so many different stories in one episode um, pretty flawlessly. You don't really feel like any one story dominated the other. This isn't like the Julie episode. It's also Tim and Matt um, and Buddy. And there's just so much going on. And Jason. Yeah, yeah, and Jason. And it doesn't ever feel chaotic, but they're really diving deep into like five characters' storylines. And again, they do such a good job with that. Um, and yeah, it doesn't feel rushed. I just thought this was a perfect example. This episode in particular, they really um, were dealing with a lot of different storylines, and I thought they totally nailed it. Yeah. Um, also, like Monica mentioned earlier, this is actually the first episode to have no football in it. 
Yeah. No, yeah. Like there was, it. there was like <laughs> right. a second of practice and then there was no, but no, no game, yeah. no like lead up to a game, no talk of a game. <laughs> like, yeah. So this is the first uh, time that they've done that. We'll see it more and more and more as they start to kind of like peel a little bit away from the football storylines. Um, as we've talked about before, we love the football stuff, but I think that they also realized they needed to spread the love and, and be a TV show as well. Um, and I'm, I kind of like when they start moving away from the football stuff, um, and dive deeper into the characters. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun to have this episode just like fully be about our little Dylan peeps. Yes. Be off the field. Oh, the, uh, another note I have. So there was a little interview, uh, with Zach Guilford talking about this episode and he says, a couple of things, but so all of the brands that they have to buy are obviously like fake brands. Um, <clears throat> so set designers like design stuff and, and put it in there. And it's always like a knockoff of something that's real. But Zach Guilford said that this, uh, that the condom brand that they pull off of the shelf was called inconceivable. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I laughed at that when I saw that. I was like, is that a condom brand? I looked it up. Inconceivable. No, it's not. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, I feel like I should have a, like an exclamation point, like inconceivable, inconceivable. It's like the prince. Yeah. The princess yeah. right. Inconceivable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> inconceivable. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, oh, the other thing he said was just that he was really glad that, um, Matt and Julie didn't end up having sex. Cause he really didn't want to do a sex scene with Amy. Um, he just said that they're like brother and sister and he was super relieved that they didn't have to do a sex scene. Oh, well, cause yeah, they're like eight years apart. I think. Oh really? Cause Amy, yeah, Amy was 16 and I think he was already 24. Oh wow. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So Wait, that that's really like... makes sense. Illegal. I mean, maybe at this oh, point she was more 17, 18, but to be honest, I don't think it'd be illegal. She had to, to have been 18. Otherwise she wouldn't, she would be a child actor and. No, she was she was a teenager for sure. Yeah, she was one hundred percent sure because mm-hmm. she's the only one who looks like a teenager. She's really yes. the only one who acts no, I like think a teenager. You're right. yeah. yeah, and the whole show, she and Landry, they they're always teenagers on this show. Every single episode, it's like a teenager flirting with some adult, a teenager making out with an adult. Yeah. In this episode, Jason Street starts a flirtation with that tattoo artist. We don't know how oh, old boy. she is. You know, yeah. like so yeah, I think yeah. she has tattoos. Show, she must be older. Yeah. Right. They make her like, she's so edgy. I know. <laughs> we'll I we'll love that. that. Yeah. Um, but wait, so how is that even like legal? Well, I guess they like, weren't actually having sex. Yeah. So I right. Think that that, and they wouldn't, like, obviously, if they were even doing a scene. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. how they get around that. acting, you know, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's, it can get murky. It just seems like this was the way that Amy talks about the show. It's like the best experience ever. So I hope that they handled all of those age differences with Aww. like hair. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. I mean, everyone. I can't imagine they the, wouldn't. Yeah. And everyone on the show like talks so much about their relationships with the other actors and how close mm-hmm. everybody was. And it's a female director for this one. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously how I think that's not let anything bad happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Kyle would not. He would put us Well, down. we talked about this early um, in the podcast um, in like one of the first few episodes. Apparently, they actually filmed a sex scene with um, Kyle Chandler and oh, Connie yeah. Britton. And then Kyle was like, no, we're not doing that. Um, yeah. So I bet that was the only little whoopsies, but it seems to have been smoothed over. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was cute uh, that Zach was like, I just we just didn't want that to be like a part of the show. Um, yeah. And I think it worked really well with the plot. 
And the other little tidbit I have is just all the Austin shots were were cool. Obviously, I mean, I guess to us it's obvious, but that shot of the big domed building, that's the Capitol. Um, yeah. Which is really pretty if you go walk around it. I was there. Yeah, it's like kind of pinkish. Yeah, it's really cool. Way cooler than I expected. Yeah. I was there like two years ago or whatever for that. I was testifying for that bill or that fertility oh, right, thing. Right. Um, and you sang the pill by Loretta Lynn. I did in front of Congress. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. <laughs> no, we were trying to get um, fertility preservation and procedures like that to be covered by insurance. Um, oh, yes. Which Texas Important was like, stuff. no. Nah. But Colorado <laughs> was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, all those shots were really cool. And that definitely was, it was obviously Sixth Street for real. Um, yeah. And then apparently one of the shots, uh, they showed the building where the Onion and AV Club are actually. Um, oh, cool. Which is like kind of cool. Love it. Um, my final note is just that I, again, I love the winter episodes. I love all their jackets. I love the cloudy Texas vibe um having just been in texas i was reminded again what winter in texas is like and it really is that sort of like damp wet cold i mean not freezing cold but um just cloudy rainy winter and i kind of miss that aesthetic and i enjoy watching it in these episodes yes i know my dad told me a quote recently that's like spot on and i'll again (laughs) this will have to be in the next fact check because i can't remember it was some band said this that like when god created texas the like angels or whatever were like, can you make this a little prettier? And he was like, no, no. but I'll just make people that really love it. <laughs> it's like, that's so true. I'm like, Texas is like, like beautiful sunsets. But besides that, it's just like flat and dead. But it's like, we love it. I don't know why. I don't think it's flat and dead. I mean, a lot that's of it. A lot Texas. of it is. In the winter. But Fort yeah. Worth is like, people, because living in Colorado, people ask me, they're like, is Texas super hot and deserty or whatever people don't really understand the climate but texas is so big that it's different in different places yeah in different places fort worth and east texas is like pine trees and really dense foliage like where we grew up that's true and then in west texas it's really pretty with the hills and canyons and all the mesquite trees yeah um i just mean like when you're like when i drive to austin and i look it's just all flat all the in-between areas are disgusting (laughs) Yes, yes. And they're very, <laughs> very long stretches of in-between. <laughs> they are yes. long. Ooh, that sounds like a book title. And they're stinky, <laughs> and you drive past, like, cow processing factories and prisons, and it's really gross. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we drove out to um, one of our friends' lake houses yesterday, and we saw so much wildlife. We saw baby llamas. Oh! On the side of the road. Wait, it was so cute. were they oh. in an enclosure? Or were they free? Yeah. Oh, okay. They were on a farm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were on a farm. Yeah, yeah. It was all these farms. There was like baby llamas and baby cows and like tons of deer. It was awesome. Speaking of wildlife in Texas, Kyle Chandler lives, you guys probably know this, but he lives on like a compound outside of Austin and he has a lot of animals and he has a donkey. Oh, he does a donkey? He has a lot of animals. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I didn't know about the animals. I'm going to have to go stalk Kyle Chandler, when you come on the show, please bring your donkey. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's yes. all I got for review the tape. All right. Let's break this episode down. Break it down. This was So we start drama packed. Drama central. Oh, but first, I think we already know the answer to this, but Elena, are you team Tim, team Matt, or team Smash? 
Or Team Jason. We should what throw team them in are there. You on? Yeah, you any team you yeah. want. Yeah. Or Team Tammy, whatever. It's very hard for me to choose my favorite man in this show. Yeah, like, it's tough. Because there are people, who do I want to marry? Who do I want to date? Who do I want to say I dated as bragging rights? Who do I want to, like, you <laughs> Those know, are all things we've with, discussed. Like, different answers for every yes. single thing. Yeah. So the first, Tim Riggins has affected me on a biological level, unlike <laughs> any other character. Like, bone deep, I feel soul altered by this man. I, I love when that happens in front of a bus character. for this man. No, but it's never happened before. Like, I would wish I could save him. Like, yes. Like, I, <laughs> Sweet baby I angel. would do any, you know, like a carnival game, like, oh, step right up at your chance. Tim's life is women stepping right up at their chance to save him. I would love to get a chance. I couldn't uh, do it, but I'd try. He is so like to get the in line. dream fixer upper. Yeah, yes. he is. But you're, I want to, I want to fix him. You know how I said you might need a life jacket? You need a life jacket because you might drown yeah. trying to help him. You so might drown yeah, in, in he's beer. He's dangerous. Yeah, you might yes. drown in beer. He drowns in tears, and like, but the danger is what that. makes it really saucy. Yeah, he's dangerous. Totally. Yes. So I think exactly. on Team Tim, but I like I love Matt. Yeah, and I love um, Coach. I don't I, and Landry. I yeah. don't know. I, I love know. I know Landry. We we'll love a little Landry and in my Smash, life. Smash. Is, like Smash is just so charismatic. His yes, whole family. I, I think his love mom him. is the best actress on the show. Like yes. his mom. Yes. Well, she's so good. soon, actually. Yes, Liz okay, McKell. Well, if you do, come. tell her that I think she's the best actress on the show. And and we what yes. she can do in one single sweep, it's great. But uh, she's who, amazing. who would I... I think I have the biggest crush, honestly, on Coach. Even yep. this episode, the yeah. way he's just like... Okay, I know this doesn't sound politically correct, but the way he's like a man and the I way know. he gets mad at things, it's just so sexy. He's like in, in hard <laughs> dad mode and it, it it gave me a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. well, so- he's... He's manly, but he he says the sweetest things to Tammy. He is emotional. Like he's that's why it's he's so attractive. So it's like he has those moments too. Oh my god! Mm. Yes, honestly, he doesn't have something. Communication. Yes, <laughs> he's communicative, but when he doesn't have something nice to say, he usually doesn't say it. Like yes. he really speaks a lot with silences, and you saw that a lot this episode. Like he was holding back, but I yeah. appreciate that he holds back because yes. he's yeah. like careful. He's very yes. careful. So I, I ultimately, I think I'm, I think I'm Team Tim and then Team Coach, but for yeah. different faces in my life like i will graduate from tim yep. so that i can marry coach yeah oh i love that love that's it. a perfect answer yeah and i totally agree honestly like yeah. just looks alone i'm team coach mm. like he is my yeah. like type dream the man. dark hair yep. the green eyes i mean if we were talking disney princesses my favorite is the dude from little mermaid mm. who looks like coach taylor and his name and is his name is eric, eric. oh yes so there's yes. that <laughs> So there's but I will that. always love broken Tim and I will always want to fix him and wash his hair. I really want to wash <laughs> yes. his hair. He really needs to wash his hair. He yeah. got to chop that off. It, it was has a little better this bug episode. Lice. Oh yeah, it's definitely yeah. filled with lead bugs. <laughs> lice bugs. Um, but yeah, otherwise I would agree. But I love coming across a character just in any fake world in media that just rocks you to your bones and core and it's super fun to get really lost in it yeah mm-hmm. i texted carly the other day because i just started watching mazel randomly just like put it on while i was packing and i texted her i said i'm so attracted to joel mazel it's like traumatizing <laughs> so this happens to me over the break too i have very intense and upsetting feelings for the so i just I know that everyone read this book series when we were all in middle school, but the Aragon books, do y'all remember those? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I read. I think I might have read one. Um, like two. I read over two thousand pages of those books over Christmas, <laughs> and I Amazing. have like really deep, intense love and passion for that kid, for the dragon, for that child, that dragon boy. <laughs> In my there head, no he's dragons. ageless, though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's not fiction is it's yeah. Fiction is fluid. <laughs> I'm taking poetic license. Yes, yes. Um but yeah, speaking of Tim, we open with him and his dad playing pool. We finally like connect that plot line because yes. two episodes ago ends with him showing up at the game and then the next episode he's there's no follow up. Yeah. So we finally get the Tim dad follow up in this episode. Yeah. And we see we didn't really watch the decline, but we just see that they're um it's not as positive. Their interactions are not as positive as they were when Tim was visiting him and they were like playing golf and bowling and it's getting a little bit more intense. Um, Oh, it made me so uncomfortable to watch them hustle. Those people just like socially embarrassed for them. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Also, did it remind you um, guys of that episode of Drake and Josh where they hustle everybody in pool? (laughs) Do you remember I that? about that? I do remember that <laughs> yes. now that you said it. Oh yeah, my gosh. me too. Uh, For some reason, that they're probably like, like out to me. They were probably like screaming. I remember that show. I would like they would just st- start screaming, and I would have to like turn it off. Oh, I love so Drake and Josh. I did too, but then they'd be like, "It's mostly Josh. He was a screamer." Yes, yes. Um, that's screamer. where I learned what hustling was. <laughs> Drake and Josh. I think yeah, yeah. I think I remember that now. But yeah, so Tim and his dad hustle. Um, playing pool at the bar and then the guy calls them out on it straight up and Tim's dad is such a dick and he's just like whether we did or didn't you still lost the bad pay up like ugh, it's just so uncomfortable to watch them spiral Duke it out <laughs> I think it's yes. more uncomfortable to watch Tim like defend his dad over and over again like he throws he throws a, a pool ball at a guy's back I know yeah. and the guy confronts his dad I'm like Tim because Tim I know. doesn't have like a sense of morality like, yeah he, he, he doesn't really have that I mean you, you see that throughout the show yeah. and so he 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 needs a compass and he he's figuring that out this episode mm-hmm. like who he's going to be loyal to but it was so sad to watch him be loyal to his dad oh, it's understandable it's dad and it reminds yeah. us also that he is a kid because they play yeah, him like yeah. such an well, adult he reverts even more yeah and they play him like with such his dad an, around. an adult he just lives in this house and like he's always like sleeping around with tyra and doing whatever he wants drinking beer but in this episode he's like a little kid defending his dad and and we're in the position mm-hmm. of basically knowing that his dad is shitty um, and yeah. lying and we have to watch him um i don't know just yeah well, himself, and it's also interesting to see like the difference of matt's dad coming home and the, and the mm-hmm. difference of yeah. tim's dad they both are shitty in different ways and both of the you know we see matt and tim become like the kids that they deserve to be right now yeah but they um yeah it was interesting to see that um dichotomy yeah every character in this show has a bad dad because they all need coach to be their dad coach is everyone's dad so (laughs) So true your dad doesn't exist or you wish your dad didn't exist yep and coach is your dad there's not one single (laughs) other good dad dad. i was trying to think but i think that buddy comes around i think buddy goes on a journey yeah yes he does he does it takes him a long time yeah as brad said um He's bad buddy. In this yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of bad buddy. He's bad buddy. This is the beginning of bad buddy. Bad boy buddy. Yep. Um, let's talk about Landry 
and Matt shopping for condoms. <laughs> um, yes, but before that, can I play my favorite Lorraine moment? Oh, I know what you're going to play. Yes. You know please. what it is. Here it is. Now, hands off my tapioca, Matthew. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I love that they emphasize the hands I off. I love it. And then she goes, hands, hands off, off my tapioca. And okay, Matt kids. and Julie. I wrote down Matt and Julie are conjugating. We did this in like the sixth grade. Yeah. Like, is she really learning a ablo abla sabla? Very preliminary Spanish, and they get very little as a fifteen year old. Yeah, yeah. I was like that. That feels just kind of like generic studying. But I was like, I really hope you learned that a few years ago. <laughs> that is, the- and especially in Texas. Yeah, we, we take Spanish since Elena, like This is another fun Texas um fact. We did the Pledge of Allegiance every day in English and Spanish. Wait, we Love did? Um, like, starting um, at Trinity Valley, we did, like, in fourth grade. Oh, I don't think we did that when yeah, I was there. Yeah, I still know it. Yeah. Do it. I'll do the beginning. Jurele anda a la bandera de los Estados Unidos de América. And then I'll stop. Nice. I'm impressed. <laughs> nice. So Julie yeah. would definitely know more than conjugate. She was just trying to impress Matt with her smarts. Yeah. 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 Um, he was like, she was like, do that. That was such a hilarious scene. Like, yes. you know, you really could tell they have chemistry. Like, I always said the best thing that Julie has is that she likes Matt. Like, that's her yep. best quality. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyone who yes. likes Matt, I'm like, you're a good person to a certain degree. Yeah, um, that's true. That was, like, felt very real to me. I also, my high school boyfriend and I would, like, do that with Spanish. It cracked me yeah. up. Um, and also... I was just laughing about like when you're a teenager, you're always desperate for a place to go where there aren't adults. Like, right. You, you never really have the private space that you want. And yeah. this episode really caught like that feeling of being wanting to have private space and not having it. And mm-hmm. I was happy for them that they have this like perfect situation with a grandma who's totally oblivious. I know. And at yes. least they have like a little privacy. It was <laughs> so funny. She's old. She's just concerned about her tapioca. Like she doesn't understand. Matt's what's like on. on the floor. And yeah, <laughs> uh, that was really funny. It's such a high yes. school moment for sure. Although I was oh, never yeah. allowed to have a boy in my room, especially no, when the no. door closed. It, but it wasn't his room because I was like, wow, if if mom and dad coach knew what Julie was getting yeah. up to, they would have let yeah. him go over. So I was never allowed to have boys really in the house. Yeah. So it's right. great that they have this situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Here is Landry and Matt yes. buying condoms. Oh, I'm telling you, Matt, this is a watershed moment here. I mean, you're, you're going into an entirely new realm. It's actually them talking about it first. I got a, um, look, I've, I've got just a little gift for you. I found this in my dad's glove hey, compartment. Landry, <laughs> Landry. I was just thinking, get that nasty, raggedy-ass thing out of here. Smash gets it with his tongs. Come on, come on. And Excuse throws me, it away at the con. Oh, yes. Now, look, you got to reverse in inches, but you still got to read the coverage, okay? Now, I ain't trying to encourage sex out of wedlock. Don't put it on Uncle Smash. Okay. I'm like, Smash is not trying to encourage that. That felt a little um, out of character. Hypocritical. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved that moment, though. Oh, Landry. Yeah, He's I just, just had to play that one. So funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> this episode has a lot of conversations of like people speaking to their elders, sort of, yeah. even though the buddy, buddy coach isn't really an elder, but he's coming to it the same way. And it's funny to see Smash take on that role of totally. like shepherding this guy through this rite of passage. Um, yeah, it cracked. And the, also the idea of Landry going through his dad's. I know. Like finding his dad's condom. <laughs> it's so, so hilarious. Um, it's so good. I loved what Tim said uh, to Matt. So, like, when they're on the practice field and yeah. everyone's teasing him because they all know because of Bradley, which, by the way, who the fuck is Bradley? They talked about him a lot. 
Um, yeah, I know. But Tim he, is like, I think he's the, I think he's the redhead that goes to Jason's hospital bed. And he's like, we're going to take care of it. Yeah. We got you. Oh, your the boys. mob leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the unsuspecting the ginger <laughs> Pablo Escobar, the white ginger, the ginger Pablo. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tim is like, don't worry. It's just like, do you remember the first time you drove a car? And Matt goes, yeah, I crashed it. I crashed my grandma's car and now Landrew drives me around. And he's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> good luck. Okay, well, yes. Landry's such a supportive friend. Like, I know. I love, Landry isn't jealous. He's just like, yeah, I- I'm here for you. Let me get my dad's condom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he's great. like too helpful. Yeah. But I also loved well, them shopping like in the store. That was a very like small town moment, of course, that yes. like Tammy just overhears in general. Um, right. classic small town move but also just you like can... their deliberations over like which ones to buy and they're like we gotta get out I of know. here soon oh. oh my gosh well and he goes he says this to him we, we can cancel out mega I believe I believe <laughs> we can cancel out mega I believe <laughs> so I funny but also like the, the minefield that is going to buy anything from that aisle in your yeah. local CVS or your local store I'm like, still even scared in of town. that aisle it's terrible. Yeah, because someone is it's at that moment that someone's mom you're, is going to be there and they're going to tell your mom and it's the end of the world. Yeah. Like that, that did not strike me as low probability event. You right. know, like it struck me as a very, the, the inevitable event. Of course. That he would that be doing is what that happens. The mom would be there. Yeah, yep. that's what happens. That's how life goes. That's Murphy's law. What can go wrong? Yeah, will that's go true. <laughs> yeah. Because it was kind of like, obviously, she saw them to make this whole plot happen, but you're totally right. Like that hundred percent could have happened. Cause everyone, like when I go to the grocery store here, I see like my fourth grade teacher and yeah. my mom's friend, like you just see everyone, you know? So that was very, just why I don't leave the house when I go to Texas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I love that moment. Um, and then we get to one of my favorite Tammy moments of the whole show. And it makes yes, me cry. Let's do it every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and give Tammy the, game ball this oh my god yes the her delivery of these lines i just can't it's so good yeah i love that julie tells matt i want to have sex like very matter of fact i know in the same way tammy doesn't hesitate to open the conversation with her daughter like that's another similarity she just says i don't remember what her opening line says oh she's like i saw matt getting caught him so they both have that frankness yes Yes. This is such a good speech. And it really compliments Coach's speech that he gave her. Yes. A few yes. Ago. And it's just so like, true. it's so accurately depicts the stress of the mother daughter relationships at that mm-hmm. age and yep. how flippant Julie is at the beginning mm-hmm. and how hurt Tammy is. Oh, it just, I Ugh. have been in, I've been the kid and now I understand like her perspective and it just like wrenches. Yeah. Any yeah. anyone's heart because you just really understand that dynamic because we've all yeah. been there in some form or fashion. Yeah. All right. Here we go. She's looking at her wedding photos and then Julie as, as a, a baby oh, on the I mantle. Hey. I saw Matt Saracen buying condoms today. Oh. You know anything about that? No. Really nothing? Uh Uh-uh. Well, he was either buying them for you or he's buying them for somebody else. I think you better come talk to me. Mm. 
Okay. <clears throat> Are you and Matt Saracen having sex? No. We're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. I love how she takes her time to respond and react. Are you thinking about pregnancy? Are you thinking about sexually transmitted diseases? Well, I mean, obviously, that's why he's buying condoms. Oh, I see. So you're just buying condoms, and then when you buy condoms, that just makes you ready to make love to somebody, anybody. Making love. Don't do that. Don't you smirk at me right now. I am very upset. You are not allowed to have sex. You're 15 years old. I just, I don't see what the big deal. It's just one body part going into No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not just one body part going into another body part. And the fact that you think that it's just one body part going into another body part makes me real clear on the fact that you really are not ready for this. And I need you to be able to hear that. I need you to be able to hear me say that to you. I'm listening to you. Let me tell you what the big deal is. Let me tell you what can happen. What can happen is that you can be hurt and you can be degraded and you can become hard and you can become cynical. And I don't want that to happen to you. This is something that's special. It's something that's meant for people who are in love. Okay, I, I understand. And you can wait. I want you to be able to talk to me about it. Okay, I mean, we're talking, right? Ugh. Ugh. It's so, it's just, yeah, it just kind of leaves you speechless. Mm -hmm. The It's not just the writing, it's Connie Britton, and she, you just can tell she put so much of herself into those lines like just her inflection is so she is being such a mom and the way that what gets me every time is the way that her voice breaks when she says that you can become hard and cynical mm -hmm. and right there her voice breaks and, and ugh, degraded and it's just like yeah it's the things that you don't think about this is the what I this is what I wish I had heard from my mom Mm -hmm. where you don't yeah. just get the you're not allowed to do this sex is dangerous you can get pregnant it's more than that it's you can be it's the emotional part hurt. of it and if you get hurt too many times as we all know single women who are 26 plus you can become cynical and hard and you lose you, it's not just like losing your virginity you lose a certain amount of innocence or like the way that you as a child as a young girl view the world and other people and your trust in other people that's what can get broken and that's the the really emotional part that this monologue just totally blows out of the water mm -hmm. yeah there is so yeah. much happening and it it makes me wonder the way that she says you can get hard and degraded like I almost think that there are things we don't know about Tammy and there are, she's thinking of someone when she's saying those lines, yeah. like, I don't know if she's yeah. thinking about herself. We don't know what her life was like. We know yeah. she met Eric Young, but like, 
who knows? And I, I like that this show, like, like there is such a weight to this decision yeah. when you're that age. Like, I think a lot of shows kind of pass off losing your virginity as like a cool rite of passage. Yeah. Like, like super bad, you know, like it's something people yeah. are desperate to do. But or it's like the, the anti-sex aggressive version. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's a exactly. really good compromise. And, and it's funny. It's like what you said when you see the different perspectives when you watch it now and then. I like when Julie kind of sniggers about yes. making love and then That's yes. exactly and when she's how... like, you're not allowed to have sex. I was kind of like, huh, OK, this is kind of intense. Um, and watching it now, I'm like 100 percent with Tammy. And yeah, yeah, I love that this show takes it so seriously. Mm-hmm. I love that she yeah, she takes her time to be like, this is why I'm telling you this. Not like, nope, you're not allowed to have sex. Yeah. Go to your room. Goodbye. Um, yeah. And she, that's why like. You know, we've talked about how Gilmore Girls has like mishandled some of that stuff. You know, I got the good kid when, you know, but there are moments that they handle it really well. Mm -hmm. And I, I cherish them. Like when Rory's like thinking about having sex with Jess and then they just sit on the couch eating takeout and Lorelai just like puts her arm around her and and then the scene ends. And it's like, yeah, I miss, and I, I I guess some shows still take it seriously, but I do miss that aspect mm-hmm. um, and that they're taking it serious for the right reasons, not yeah. and it's to so shame, genuine. not to do anything like that. And it's yeah. such a true mother-daughter interaction. Like the way that is exactly how a conversation like that would have gone between me and my mom. Like the way that she mm-hmm. is like making love. Ha ha ha. And yeah. we know yes. that. Oh, that was so real. Yes. And we know that she, that Tammy is restrained. Like every ounce of her willpower is going into restraining herself and trying to have a calm conversation with her about this and to not scare her away. And then yeah. when Julie makes that joke, she just breaks, but not in an angry mm-hmm, way yeah. in a, just like, this is truly distressing to me. And you really believe yeah. that she's coming from an honest place. And it just, she really gets yeah. Julie to listen. Like that is so yeah. hard as a it mom. It totally affects daughter, Julie, even if she's yeah. not acting like it. A, as yeah. a, of a daughter who's 16 to get her to actually to affect them and their decision. Yeah. She gets her to listen I think to, but not at first, like Julie has to be in the room, you know, to kind of know. But I I also think it's interesting because like, yes, she's giving her this speech because she doesn't want Julie to become, you know, hard or degraded or whatever. Um, She wants her to really take this seriously. Mm -hmm. And I also think she is not ready to be, Julia is a daughter who's like drifting yeah from the start she like she i don't know she has this like quality she's like slippery she's leaving yes them. yeah and i don't think that she's tammy kind of chaotic is ready tammy isn't ready yeah. for her daughter to start having sex like she's not ready for her daughter to cross that bridge yet because right. i think yeah. that it'll distance her even more yeah from them and mm. she, she will lose all control mm-hmm. there's weird that that line keeps coming up like control julie wants to yes. control all the elements of her losing her virginity tammy kind of wants to control her daughter and mm-hmm. nobody can control really you know yeah they they ultimately don't have the control. She has to trust her daughter and and right. and move, move on. But it is beautiful to have this as a, I think this show has so many good models for how to be a good kid, how to be a good parent, yeah. and people can learn by watching it. And the fact that Tammy's number one priority is to have an open channel of communication with her daughter yep. is like amazing. Yep. Like that is such yeah. good parenting. And she knows yeah. that this conversation is make or break, and that. If she does, if she takes a misstep in this conversation with Julie, she could lose her daughter's close off that communication with her daughter forever, which honestly is what happens for most mothers and daughters. 
You mm-hmm. you said clothes off, and and also she will have her clothes off. LOL. <laughs> That's like literally what I heard when you said you're like I was like what are you saying? But it's oh just so. And we do one of the genius like things of the show is that they drop us hints of certain characters' backstories. They're so like withholding mm-hmm. in the way that they develop the some of the characters, and they give you these like little tiny drops every once in a while, especially mm-hmm. with Tammy, because we've heard her say a few things about her backstory like she'll sneak them into the conversation she says something about how her mom and her had a hard relationship we've heard her talk about that later in the show we do hear about her experiences with sex growing up um and we learn a little bit more about where she's coming from when she gives julie the speech um but i love that they sort of like give us this emotion without these little the explanation and yeah this this scene really really gets me and it yeah, shows Julie's personality trait of always thinking she knows better. She yeah, does not drop yeah. that. She always no, she thinks she knows better. Yeah. 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 She is yeah. an entitled little girl. That is for sure. Yes. Um, but I Ooh, did y'all find yeah, it in that was I awesome. was kind of the only thing about this episode that kind of like irks me is that I don't really understand where Julie was coming from when she just is like, I think we should have blue. sex. I, yeah. I don't really understand her, her character trait that, that I know. That I wish they could have like if they could have set that up a little bit, maybe in the previous episode, like she's having a conversation with someone or like yeah. something that plants it in her head. Cause it is, yeah, it does feel out of character and out of the blue for her. And she's so like I determined agree. about it. And then at the end of the episode, she, when Matt's like, you know, we don't have to do this. And she's like, she's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, you, Julie, you've she's been so pushing happy. this the whole episode. So that was kind I of know. confusing. Yeah. I know. It's almost she felt like, okay, well, time's to pay up. I've been dating him for long enough. I guess now yeah. I have to pay. I wonder yeah, if it has like, to do, like, not to blame Tyra, but I, and I don't remember, but hasn't she become closer to Tyra? And yes. she, like, wants to be like Tyra. So maybe she yeah. thinks, okay, time to be like Tyra. Maybe. <laughs> that's honestly, that's probably the best ex- explanation. And I, and I do love, maybe I'm taking back what I said because I'm glad that they didn't have Tyra being like, okay, when are you and Matt going to like yes, sleep together? Yeah. Like, I'm sure she never said that. She's just looking at her lifestyle and being like, Tyra's cool. I should be like her. And then we have Tyra in the store with her being like, you know, you don't have to do this, yeah, right? Tyra like a really, really sweet, sweet, like, yeah. yeah. And again, so it's really, we, it's not that she told her to do it. Julie just like thinks Tyra's cool and wants right. to be like her. And Tyra was kind of coming from the same place that Tammy was like a place of experience oh, yeah. and a place of yeah. where you think, you just know that they've been hurt and they're just saying, you know, you don't have to do so. Like it was interesting that Tyra was actually on the same side as Tammy as Tammy. And eventually, you know, we see that Tammy, Tammy doesn't like Julie and, to Tyra. and Tyra's friendship, but usually Tyra's actually telling Julie the same thing yeah. that Tammy is. And this is kind mm-hmm. of an example of that. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Tyra. So she goes to Billy and she's like, Tim's, drinking again yeah. okay he's been drinking he like stopped drinking for like a day yeah, he like stopped drinking i was like he's not been second. sober this whole time but yeah also, so that was a little off yeah i think that they were trying to remind us that tyra is like the one who has the most tim experience and that even yeah. though they're not together when he's doing poorly she's the one who's like i'm on top of it i'm taking care of it um yeah but i, I found yeah, no lila really in this episode or except, except yeah. at the very end but yeah, we just got her like scared face at church. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Um, okay, yeah. So okay, Tim so- and Tim's drinking again. He's obviously um, upset. I didn't really understand that storyline or what what they were. It seemed like With that the came camera out of and everything. Nowhere. Okay, but yeah, I want to talk about the camera. I 
What yeah. did y'all think about that that storyline? It doesn't. It's not my favorite. It's not mine either. And I was confused because, I mean, I'm glad to see them kind of unravel and then he's leaving or whatever. Um, because I don't want him there. But yeah. That you know, I feel like they they kind of had to orchestrate a situation to get him out of there. But it felt a little forced. First of all, stealing the camera felt forced. So I, I don't weird. feel like Why that's the fuck would he's he not steal like a the camera? klepto. Like he's just like a drunk and a loser. Like I don't know if yeah. he would do that. And then two, at the very end when he brings it to coach, he makes it look like his dad beat him up because he goes, I got your camera back. Yeah. And I'm like, are that totally looks like I found the camera and then I was like, I'm gonna take this to coach and your dad my dad beat me up, but that's not what happened. I know. So that was a little Whoa. weird too. Manipulative Riggins. I didn't put that yeah. together. But I don't know if wow. he yeah. I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't think he did it on purpose, but it was just oh, weird okay. that, he, that that wasn't explained. And that know. was totally probably what coach thought. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. So like Tim's dad is basically a stage mom at practice um, mm-hmm. and he gets pissed off at yeah. coach and he wants to like get back at him because he's super immature. Yeah. I think that's what they were going yeah. for. It didn't really work for me. I didn't care about the camera stuff. But I did love that scene when Coach comes. And Coach is really humble in that moment. He knows that it's a sensitive situation with Tim and his dad. And he just doesn't engage. He's just like, you know what? My bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and when he comes up and he's like, he confronts the dad about it. Tim comes out and he's like, what are you? And he goes, Sorry, I didn't know you I were here. here. Like, yeah. he yes. obviously didn't want to, like, embarrass him. Embarrass yeah. him. That was yeah. sweet. Yeah. I kept thinking of dogs while I was watching the two of them interact. Like, who's the alpha man right. here? And even when Coach and the dad, were, Walt, were interacting on the football field, they were having, like, real like, pissing contest first. Yeah, yeah. pissing contest. Right, right. Um, yeah, you could just tell Coach was restraining himself. Let's put it like that. But yes. I agree with you. Yes. The plot was a little shoehorned in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely my least favorite part of this episode. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It worked. I, it was still I good. liked yeah. Tim's progression through the episode um and how the second that his dad leaves he unravels again and he just wants to hurt um yeah yeah and I, that I, all added up yes i agree yeah. yeah but yeah the camera thing felt a little lazy to me yeah yeah i mean this is tim like fighting for his dad defending his dad in front of coach and then being abandoned again like losing his dad like the best yep. the only adult figure in his life is billy riggins which is pretty sad <laughs> state billy has given up on him yeah like, to tire like i don't know i guess he's That's drinking he whatever does. yeah right you know, he's filled up the pool with beer again That's Tim for you. Ha, ha, ha. he's like, like he's bathing school. in the pool yeah. <laughs> yeah like isn't that what 16 year olds do so i think there's like a real level of despair as always with this yeah. poor unloved guy he's never yeah. experienced yeah. unconditional love and it's so sad yeah he is yeah. really struggling in this episode poor tim yeah i wrote that um you know when he gets up and he's like um there's like beer bottles everywhere i wrote down yeah i always want to fix my headlight when i'm hungover i know he's, he's like, straight out the I'm door manual labor i was I'm like, like i that sounds like the worst thing I know, he world. just gets up and walks straight out the door i'm like did you brush your teeth right i don't know why it bothered and me. like well I'll, yeah and i just I feel like that would be the most annoying task when I'm hungover. But maybe as a guy, that would be like relaxing to me. Go work on your truck. That seems to be what Go Tim likes to car. do when he's hungover. He's done that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So Tim's dad is a poo-poo, steals. Oh, and he goes, when he leaves and he goes, watch how easy this is. I was like, fuck I you. Know, he is the worst. But Coach uh. knew the whole time that his dad is a shithead. And that's why he didn't. Yeah. He was like, this is going to resolve itself. I don't need to be the one that like shows mm-hmm. tim that his dad is an ass it's gonna come That's out true. either way yeah yeah so i like that okay, okay let's talk about jason yes. and tattoo lady. 
Let's talk about Jason's magical trip to Partying Austin. Partying to Loretta Lynn. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, I do want to play this very, very short Herc-ism. Oh, my gosh. There was a couple. There were a couple Dance good Herc party. moments. I'm going to play it again. Dance party. Yes. Dance party. <laughs> I wrote... Dance party, dance party. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> dance party, dance party. Was he keep calling? Oh, he keeps calling Jason after school special because Jason's yeah. like, yes. and then I hit the guy and my neck broke. And, uh. and Herc's like, come party. I know. God, J- this is the beginning of annoying Jason. Yeah. I mean, he's already been here. But. <laughs> he's already arrived. <laughs> he's arrived. Um, but I do get like, I don't know. I, I kind of like Jason being mature and like having a emotional conversation with a lady at a bar. I did like to see that. Well, yeah. it was but... nice. I did t- take a note. He hasn't really been able to like tell somebody about his experience or trauma. Yeah. Everyone he talks knows to about already it. knows about it. And he's never. Go- I mean, he could just go to therapy, but instead he's going to 2006. He's going to talk to and he's Susie a man, and so. Um, right. Yeah. But I think it is probably really cathartic for him to be able to like tell somebody what happened to him someone new yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of like that moment when you go to college and you start making new like close friends and then you're like oh i get to tell my story to them exactly the way i want to to tell them yeah 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 and i mean you know not like lying to someone about it but but just like someone that wasn't there that it's just a clean slate and being like this happened and yeah it is incredible that it takes 17 episodes to hear about this from his Him. perspective totally like, you yeah think he could have said it earlier if lila had asked i know like, I, the whole time i'm like oh this is really just a failure of lila because these are the conversations he could have been having all along what was this like for you but yeah. I, I guess because it's a clean slate he feels a little more free to yeah to speak about his emotions yeah but yeah it, it that's a great point though in their relationship for me for sure yeah because lila's just like everything's gonna be fine Jason. you're fine like, you're gonna walk again gonna... magic yeah she's, she's not like water Jason. <laughs> Um, okay, so we meet Susie. Susie. Not my favorite character. <laughs> she's well, confusing. Yeah, uh, how old do y'all think she is? So, like, Jason's 17, 18. I think she's a vampire. Is... Yeah. 33. I, she only vampire. comes out at okay. night. No, I think she's like, <laughs> she's uh, probably like, I, don't, I think she's supposed to be like 26. Yes. But I think that same. she looks a lot older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she looks older. She's cute, though. She's kind of. She's cute. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah. She's very much of her era with her neck tattoo. And her little skinny I glasses. Say, I know. Yeah. She, it was so weird. She looked like office on top and, and like <laughs> yes. party girl downtown. <laughs> she has a weird but, okay. vibe. <laughs> she has such a weird vibe. And it cracks me up that she's a tattoo artist and she's talking <laughs> about know. her tattoo vibe. And she's like, you know, I'm cool. No Chinese symbols. But what is she? T- no Chinese lettering. What does she give him? But a Sanskrit tattoo. It's the it's worst. Like, right. What's the difference the between a Sanskrit tattoo and a Chinese symbol tattoo? Because you can't read if they're both it's the stupid. same category. Yes. Right. Yeah. It is so similar. She's like, no Chinese symbols. Yeah. Sanskrit she's symbols. like, yeah. no guns. No. I wrote, how the fuck is Sanskrit better than a Chinese symbol? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it means yeah. peace. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It is what Jason said he wanted, though. I understand why I yeah. kind of came into it. She's like, he's like, now I just want peace. So I understand why he yeah. got it. But he could, she could have given him a peace sign. Right. True. It could have come and up with Sanskrit something. does. It is at least a little less basic than the Chinese symbol, but it was just so. It was just so not that different from it that it was funny. And she's yeah. so like, me up. It, yeah. It just made me laugh the way they built out her character where they try to get they're like this like cool edgy girl who's a tattoo yeah. artist but she was like 
pretty Nancy, like, yeah, I don't know. She yeah. seemed kind of vanilla. And then they just like put a couple tattoos on her and she's like, yeah, I'm a tattoo artist and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. She just cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so right. I didn't think about that, that she's like librarian on the top and then like tattoo girl on the yeah, bottom. And her like, like crackly voice. Yeah, her rasp. So she's supposed to just basically yeah. be the opposite of Lila. But I did find yeah. her intriguing. Like, I do believe that Jason would like be intrigued by her and... Yeah, I think it worked. Her character just kind of yes. cracked me up. And I do I do like to see Jason in a totally different setting. I mean, I'm yeah. so tired. We're, we're done we're, with him and Dylan. Yes. Like, he needs to move <laughs> yeah. on and have different people in his life. Yes. But I think that's what this shows. Like, he can only be himself now with people who are outside of the environment where he grew up. Because everybody at yeah. home is thinking of how, far, how different he's become, how yep. far he's fallen, quote unquote. Not that he's fallen, but like they're always comparing him to Jason before. And yes. the only freedom he's ever going to have is by starting over with new people. That's, yeah. I think yeah. that's the fault of the people in his life. I don't think totally. that's what always has to happen if something like that happens to you. It's right. because his fam- It's everyone's so rigid about what Jason Street was, you yeah. know? Yeah, so I agree. It's so intertwined because it was like the football star and everything is so inter his experience is so intertwined with the town. Like no one, there's no way he's going to be able to just like move past that, at least not in this short amount of time. It it would take so much time. Um, And I think that he's realizing that I liked how they contrasted it with his phone call to Lila. um, Mm -hmm. And it's, she's just like, she's not there and she doesn't, quite understand he can't really convey to her how independent he feels and um he's clearly like having a little awakening and lila's not there to understand it and i think i like what they're building with that me too yeah because jason's idea of a life has already what he thought his life would be has already ended and now lila's has also ended but she's much slower on uptake (laughs) yeah yeah she's like really trying (laughs) yes yeah it's so true oh lila Um, so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that, but it was definitely weird and it's definitely going to get weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it there. Yes. Um, uh, Susie. So, okay. Should we talk buddy. more Matt and Julie? Oh, let's talk about Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So Bad Buddy. Buddy. Come is, on. Has arrived. You don't. You. Okay. I've strayed from my marriage. <laughs> we don't <laughs> sleep with our employees and then fire them. And right. pay them off. He gives her seven hundred dollars. Yeah. He's like, "Here's some walking around money." Yikes! I know. Yikes! Horrible. Bad he, buddy. He's so stupid. Bad buddy. Yeah, he has poor judgment. <sighs> yes. He has poor judgment. He's like a bumbling idiot that ends <laughs> yes. up hurting people. Like he, to me, he doesn't seem like malicious. Like clearly, no. his marriage no. is failing. He's looking for comfort. You know, like I, I'm almost like not sympathetic, but I'm like, yeah. okay, it makes well, sense. you shouldn't do this. But it's it's what really pissed me off was the way that he fired her. He didn't need yes. to do that. No, but I love that she's gonna let me that. keep the job. Yes, I know. She doesn't just attack yeah. him and slap him for like you asshole. I slept with you and, and you didn't keep up your end of the deal. You know, she says you could have at least more let mad me about keep that. the job. Yeah. She's probably right. hurt by Buddy, but she's more mad about that. I mean, she had been looking for a job forever. Yes. She was yeah. finally getting on her feet again. Like She was good at the job, too. For that. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was. It really shows, like, oh, women in the workplace. Like, literally, it's such a minefield. She really fought for this job. And it, I know. It, it was like her dignity was stripped away from her. I mean, I the Colette yeah. woman tragedy is, like, Well, just, and sh- her... Yes. Angela like, in particular. It broke my heart. Sh- yeah. Yes. And I feel for her, but I'm also like, girl, you don't... Don't sleep with Buddy. Come on. <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. Raise your Raise your bar a little bit. 
He's it's well funny. from Bob. I mean, oh yeah, that, that is a step up from Bob. Step up from Bob. It's oh, funny boy. how this show is like this episode is about an adult telling a kid about the dangers of sex. Like yeah. what this is what can happen to you. And then yeah. in other examples, you see kids paying the price of their parents mm-hmm. doing things with sex. Like you see, oh, sex is dangerous. It can blow up your life. It can ruin your relationships. Like it can be great or it can be really bad. And, totally. and this is like the theater that plays out in front of Julie. And I'm sure like Julie doesn't really know what's going on. Right. Like, as this is happening, yeah. she still is very naive in a lot of ways. So I thought the yeah. two, Buddy and Julie, actually married each other really nicely. Who I really like that. Yeah. I didn't think about those coexisting plot lines but it totally is like we're watching the consequences of a dangerous sexual relationship um yeah yeah so stupid buddy but i did love that conversation he has with coach taylor he's like i I straight outside my marriage coach is like having none of that he's like you you're so stupid i don't even care he goes he goes you know how it is and he goes no i don't know how it is i don't know anything about that like stop i had to rewind it that was like the sexiest thing ever i know i just like i don't even understand what cheating is i'm literally married to a goddess so i will never think about anybody else yeah yeah that was so pure i know it's almost like he thought that even by having this conversation he would be tainted yes. like he was yeah, like I gotta that get he's out like of cheating here. too so i don't yeah. want to hear yeah. about your s- disgusting sex life buddy like go home to your wife right and then he goes i'll let you pick up the bill like, yeah i would totally do that too i love that and buddy but he's like oh yeah like, i got it oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his response is so like if a man comes home after being distant where holding flowers and like mauls you in the kitchen mauls he's you in you. the kitchen yes like, yes call the cops red flag and even <laughs> lila knows lila's like what is up with daddy you know yes. like she knows something's up yes that's so true so, i love yeah, it um not handle that well <laughs> in gilmore girls when that guy asks suki out and she says no but then she still feels guilty oh, yeah. and she comes home and she's playing like clearance creed water <laughs> credence clearwater there it is <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's like made all of his favorite and, foods yeah so then he's like you cheated on me she's like no no i promise I <laughs> you yeah. ruined credence for me yes but yeah he yes don't well, come I'm... home and from sleeping with another woman don't come home and maul your wife please yes because uh-uh. it's such a false romantic it's such a false romantic gesture and yes. what i like about coach and tammy is that they don't really do those false romantic gestures like the most romantic thing is just being there for each other day in day out yeah. like like being a good good team and i think that while they're waiting for julie to come home oh, like yes. it's such a hard moment for them and it's they're tammy's trying to convince him like we are on the same team but that is like a very hard part for them and it, it was fun to watch them kind of finally come back together after mm-hmm. a big conflict yeah i love that i love that we got to see her talking to her daughter and then we got to see the parents side of it and that line is so amazing when she's like again she uses her silences and she's thinking about how to proceed she knows there are landmines everywhere and she just yeah. is, mm-hmm. is like you know what i have the exact same amount of parenting experience oh. as you Oh, and yes. she's well, just I'm going to play that scene. Yeah, we'll get into yes, that because we must. Um, but but I also love this really quick. Um, you know, this this would be me when I'm hungover. Where in the bathroom is the aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> That's when he finds the lingerie. Yes. Where in the bathroom is the aspirin? Um, so yes, good all. Yeah. So Matt, Eric. no, not Matt. Eric finds the lingerie and he's like are these were you planning something and then he's like well they're definitely not mine so who's are they <laughs> yes but i like that she Ugh. didn't tell him and that she kind of like kept Everything. that private between her and julie um yeah. but then obviously he finds out and she 
She's not going to hide it from him, but... Um, yeah. Well, because you know he's going to go literally get a shotgun and bananas kill yeah. man like yeah Which and he goes <laughs> a southern thing that i don't like i yes. don't like yeah, the overprotective dad i think it's damaging to girls yes and i agree them understanding their sexuality i don't like the bible yep. belt sexual s- oppression shit yes yeah, we don't I agree. like that i also don't totally know i think that that was part of what was going on here definitely and that kind of chauvinist like protective streak is yeah. throughout their relationships but i think he also was mad at tammy for yeah. not telling him yeah. and there was like yeah. a lot he doesn't want to lose his daughter either and in yeah. some ways that's kind of what it feels like you, you lose mm-hmm. you lose control over your kid to a certain degree and i happens. think he was mad too because he knows that this is something that he doesn't understand fully and won't ever be able to like fully be a part of the relationship that Tammy wants to build with Julie on this. Yeah. And I think it's hard for dads sometimes um, to, know, to know their role. Yeah. To know that. that it's something yeah. that they're not really ever fully going to be able to participate in the same way that Tammy will. And it's something that's going to yeah. kind of divide them, but she explains yeah, it to that's him. That's such a good point. She explains it to him in such a good way um, so that he can understand, but she does tell him, she's like, I want to, her to be able to come to me so like you're not allowed mm-hmm. to ruin this yeah he also says i'm gonna send her to a nunnery in rome <laughs> oh my god that was so funny i love when she when tammy tells him like okay i saw matt buying condoms and he goes can you say that again yes. <laughs> yeah like, i'm sorry what i'm sorry i'm sorry what <laughs> uh, julie would be the worst nun ever she would no she would like seduce all the priests <laughs> she would <laughs> She um, she'd be like, um, I want to um, have sex with all of you and then gather the data and then, and then um, collect the hair at one by yeah, one. Yeah, but then she'd do a lot oh God, of really bad fake stuttering. But then, then I would. No, 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 no. That was so weird. Yes, they're the stuttering couple. But that was the weirdest line when they when she said, I want to collect the data. Yeah, I did not. She said, I want I wrote it down. Hold on. It was so random. She goes, I want to get the info, gather the data. I think that Ugh. she wants, the reason she was so insistent that they have sex, because she said it to, to Tyra. She was like, I want to be able to control the situation. So she wants it to be right. her yeah, exactly. idea. She wants to learn how to do it in a safe environment and like yeah. study the experience and then feel comfortable the next time versus yeah. like, yes. I guess it being out of her control. I don't know. I thought it was weird. It was weird. And then, okay, I'm sorry to subject y'all to this, but I had to record them kissing because it's the grossest noise. Oh, I want to hear. Here we go. Especially the last one. Oh, God. It's horrible. It's like... Sounds like a water sport. Yeah. It's even worse to think that there's like someone in a studio possibly foleying those sounds. I know. Well, because the thing was, obviously... In TV, sometimes kissing scenes, those noises are weird, but that was particularly weird. Like, it, there's like a very slobbery, almost like a tone to their kissing. It's like, like yeah, it was weird. It, it was, was very weird. dry. Like neither of them were that into it. This was not yeah. a passionate no. scene. Like it seemed like it's funny because, like, sex is never something that should be coerced or forced. But in some way, she's like forcing him into I this know. situation. I she was more aggressive. She yeah. was aggressive. She was forcing them both into the situation. And Matt, of course, a teenage boy, he's not going to say no, yeah. but he's not into right. it. Right. Yeah. Like, he was not, not. There's no passion here. Yeah. 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 She didn't ask him, are you ready I know. Like, to do this? Yeah. yeah. She was yeah. not very considerate. Um, yeah. I'm, it's kind of like when Rory, sorry to 
reference Gilmore's never a apologize more times. for Gilmore Girls. Thank you. Thank you. But when Rory and Dean would like kiss, it wouldn't be them like making out. It'd just be like kiss, kiss, kiss. It's kiss, very kiss. high school. Like, though. That's it's how they cute. are. Yeah, yeah. It is cute. And like, I peck sandwich. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and I thought this was cute. It was also very high school. Um, yeah. But you can tell that they're. It's not just like they're inexperienced. They're not into it. The environment is wrong. Everything yeah. about mm-hmm. it just felt wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they have a dead deer as the third wheel. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, She's too like, many, too much dead that? animals in in the room. Yes, I love though that his feet were dirty. So mm-hmm. gross and I know. such a classic I teenage wear boy. Socks. I know he was gonna, gonna wear, wear socks. Although there's nothing um, wrong with wearing socks during sex. I want to defend those people. Mm, okay, I don't know if I'm on your side. I don't care. Some, some, the thumbs down motion. some people are really don't like feet. Yeah. If you're like opposed to feet, then sure. I'll, I'll wear socks for you. <laughs> for um, me? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. For you. In our when, next you encounter, know. Monica, please wear socks. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I'm going to play their kind of the resolution of um, yeah. we're not going to have sex. Yeah. I think we should not have sex. Sorry. Ugh. Does it just. Smell like wet dog. Oh, I love the cicadas. You know yeah. Let's not do this. No, 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 My God. No, 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 you, you really don't, and that's okay, because we don't have to. We, we don't. No. We just hang out or. Uh, Eat, or I don't it know. Shows whatever. them holding hands. Cute. Like, so cute. Really? Yeah. I've never seen Julie happier. No, but I don't know. touch me right now. That's. <laughs> I love this Just line. give me a minute, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Please don't touch me right now. Please don't touch me right now. <laughs> I think we've all been there too. Yes. Oh, I mean, so as, as the girl, been like, oh, I forgot. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I liked the scene. I just didn't really understand how quickly Julie flipped. It was confusing to me yeah Yeah. she just wants to grow up i think and she feels like okay well time to lock in and also like media training like it even back then like oh yeah comes a point where you think okay well guess it's time for me to have sex if i've been dating my boyfriend for this long all the kids on tv are doing it yeah i think it's really meaningful to have an episode where the kids choose not to do it like that is real too i mean yeah. Kids do take this seriously. Like I watched the show called Elite Elite on, on Netflix and mm. that is like the most sexed up teenage show I've ever seen in my life. Like Gosh. the kids are all having threesomes. It's very casual. From yeah. my experience and from my friends, that is not how it was. We nope. took it <laughs> that was seriously not for my the most part. <laughs> no. It wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But like in, even if you were doing it a lot, like whatever Tyra or whatever, she still takes it seriously. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. that, that there's like a reverence there for it especially for the first experience. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good thing to show on TV that like you don't have to do yeah. it if you don't want to. Yeah, I think so too. It's so refreshing. And it wasn't in a way that's like condescending or preachy. It was just, mm-hmm. it yeah. was a really honest depiction of high schoolers like trying to make that decision. Um, yeah. And they're just kids. And Matt was really like reading her well. And I liked that he pushed it farther because she was like, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 Despite her horrific stuttering, she was pushing back. She was like, no, it's fine. And he was like, you know what? It's not. You're not fine. You clearly don't want to. And I really liked that he was like firm on that. Yeah. And that like, even before 
you know, he started to realize like she really doesn't want to do this. He, like everything she said, he's like, it's a little cold. He's like, I can turn the heat up. Like it was yeah. just, so just sweet. like everything. He's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Talk about like active, enthusiastic consent. Like even yes. though she said yes, he yes. knew she didn't want to. He was reading the signs. Like, Wait, that guy, which is so important. Yeah, he's so evolved. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. football, he really did not take advantage of this situation. Yeah. And this no. was a big situation yeah. he could have taken advantage of, and it yeah. was just like oh, sweet, such Matt. good, upstanding behavior. I know. You know what? Julie's parents really shouldn't trust Julie but they should trust Matt and I know, right? they're really lucky they're lucky that she has him because yep. he's a good guy he yeah. is and I think uh. it's so refreshing as a teenage girl or just a girl mm-hmm. at all to watch this scene and like remember your childhood or like when you were that age and like that that pressure that you feel from TV or whatever wherever your pressure comes from it was just so nice to see them not cave to it and just be like yeah. Let's just have a nice evening and play around. And they were playing like kid games, which is just really sweet. I know. They just kind of and they're just like giving each other shit. It was so cute. Like she doesn't need to give that up for him to love her. Yeah. Like I almost feel like maybe that's yeah. why she wanted to do it to keep him. And then in the end, I think that them exchanging I love you is like even more profound almost in a yes. way. It's like, yeah, they he loves her. He doesn't yeah. need that. You know, it's yeah. very cute. And I know. I love that he chose to say that to her after they decided to yeah. not. Like he didn't say it to get it from her like. Oh, so and her mom's and what Tammy said to her, I mean, it took time to resonate, but that is really what that stuck with her. I'm sure that that conversation that she had with Tammy was part of what made her so uncomfortable with the situation after that. And she felt comfortable being like, OK, I guess let's not. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really sweet scene. But I do love the parents sitting on the couch waiting for her to come home. And oh like, my God. The second the doorknob moves, Tammy's like, I mean, you just can feel their pain um, of yeah. not knowing where she yeah. is. I know yeah. it. it is. The show gives such equal weight to the parents and the kids experiences. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And it must be very stressful to be a parent when your teenage daughter is dating or your teenage son. Like, oh, I, I feel a lot for my parents now. I'm like, wow, Same. you guys really were yeah. patient. Yeah. And her <laughs> yeah. decision That's to be trust really hard. her daughter like that is something yeah. that a lot of parents don't arrive mm-hmm. at. Um, right. And it, that takes a lot for her to just be like, you know what? We have to trust our parenting. We raised a daughter who is smart and intelligent. And we have to trust that no matter what decision she makes, she's capable of handling it. And we have to let her go. You can't lock her in a tower or send her to a nunnery. You have to just right. let go. You You have to, yeah, you have to do what Tammy did. You have to tell her a very, like compassionate you know lived experience speech about what this could do mm-hmm. and then you just have to kind of let go which is the hardest yep. part can we play um, uh, I think we coach sh- and tammy's conversation yeah okay yeah yeah so i'm gonna play that um before the final scene here we go you know you and i have the exact same amount of experience being parents we've been doing this job the same number of years and months and days as each other and the truth of it is that we just don't have any control you know for the most part we're just winging it and I'm you know I don't don't know what to do I don't know what to do in this situation but I'll tell you what the most important thing to me is that my daughter be able to talk to me a girl is entitled to that with her mother oh I love that 
My mother used to tell me that I was going to go to hell if a guy ever even touched me, and you know that didn't work, and I'm sure as hell not going to do that to Julie. And we raised a smart, responsible, moral girl. And I have faith in us. And I have faith in her. You know, we just gotta let her go. Ah, so I good. love that. And I love yeah. um. So I'm sorry, I can see it right now. Y'all can't, but um, Wait, I can see it. Show me. Here we go. There's look. Hi, at babe. Look at We're looking at a hey, picture of Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Um, when she's just talking and then when she says, um, we raised an intelligent, you know, smart girl, he just goes, he inaudibly goes, yeah. But like, you can tell he just doesn't, he, he's like so upset. He just can't even like speak. Yeah. I love their faces when they're sitting on the couch waiting. That's just like classic, angry, sexy face for coach Taylor. Yep. Um, and then Julie comes home and she thanks her mom for their conversation, which is like, wow, ideal mother daughter communication. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But also, I feel like she got off the hook kind of quickly because if I stayed out all night, no matter what I did, my yeah. parents would probably still ground me like or just be really mad. I think that it was like a hot lava, like neither of them wanted to touch what happened because they yeah. really let her go. She was like, nope, no, True. no, it didn't happen. didn't happen. Whatever you think happened didn't happen. And then she said, OK, I'm going to sleep. And I think coach was so exhausted. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's almost like he just saw the Babadook, like <laughs> his daughter having sex. Like he cannot process this. He has to go to sleep, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, honestly, so they're scared. just handling them dating. They only started dating like an episode or two ago. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. And yeah. Tammy was like what we always knew was going to happen is happening. So like coach is just adjusting to his daughter, like being in a relationship. (laughs) So he's struggling. Yeah. And I think you're right. They're like exhausted. I'm sure there'll be a follow-up in the morning. Like, okay, never do that again. (laughs) Even though you didn't have sex, (laughs) please don't say it all night. Um, Poor Lois. So yeah, I actually, with Lois. Her friend whose house she said she was at. And coach calls them and they're like, is everything okay? Like Julie's not here. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. And just hangs up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the lying to like if I lie to my parents about like what I ate for lunch, like they're so mad. Like, I did. We that just before. we do not do lying in this family. I did that before and I Ooh. would get caught every time. Ellen and I did have to lie for Carly. I had to lie to my mom for Carly, not even for me. Uh-oh, and I'm such a bad liar, but it did work. We like we went to a party that we went to Gerald's house, which was like the party. So house. That's where my lies always <laughs> appeared. <laughs> I was allowed to go, but you weren't allowed to go. Yeah, so classic. I had. But we were, they knew we were together, so we had to make up that we were at a movie. Was so I was like New so Year's? mad. I was like, I don't even have to lie. I'm just like, no, this was like just a random time in oh. high school. But um, I like looked up a plot of a movie and she was like, how'd you like the movie? I was like, I liked it okay. Like, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> but like, it was <laughs> I just, but it worked. Don't lie oh, to your Gerald. parents, guys. Yeah. It's not worth it. Oh, Gerald. Oh, Gerald. <laughs> Shout out to Gerald. Gerald, come on the show. <laughs> come on the show. All right. <laughs> we're going to play this final scene before we wrap this up. Wrap it up. Mother, what are we doing here? Mom, mom, just stay in the car. What? What? Stay in the car. I said. What are you doing? Mother, mom. Hey, buddy. Oh, 
emoji. Lion, son of a bitch! Lion, son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! You can't let me keep the gun! You need to get Get him, girl. It's all right. Oh, I see the cowboy. That breaks up the fight now. <laughs> Tyra's face to Lila breaks my I heart because she's just oh, like, yeah. like obviously, and it was so sweet because obviously she hates Lila <laughs> and she hates the situation that they're in. But she's like, "Net, we're both now affected by this, and I'm so yep. sorry." And uh, it was yep. so good. Yeah, like the uh, the Riggins Garrity um, Colette opera is sort of what I call it, <laughs> like the tragedy. Like, yes, this is such a great scene in it, but they're they're going to continue to orbit each other in such a pretty profound way. And yeah. the, the coaches are not involved because the coach Taylor is not involved with that mess, yeah, pretty much. But the, those three messy families continue to mess Ooh. it up. Yep, it's they so are true. messy, and it's just <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine being? buddy's wife and having another woman just get out of her car and start beating the shit out of him oh my god no i can't i i like that she just walks off she just kind of leaves with her umbrella yeah she just slaps and leaves and you know she slaps she's been waiting for this to happen oh yeah like yeah this cannot come as a surprise she didn't want it to happen like this but it's like you know it's gonna happen yeah yeah and i did love um you know i i felt so bad for Lila because she's like she also suspected something and then yeah. now it's confirmed and then she just goes after her mom and I'm I like know. you go girls well because like, Tyra told a... Lila about it at the Powder yeah. Puff football game she was like do you right, not right. see it um, yeah Oof. yeah so yeah I'm excited to watch that continue to unravel I liked that we kind of ended on that we ended on a lot of yeah. hits like uh you know Tim gets the shit beat out of him and um Buddy gets exposed and we just yes. have a lot of things building up and i'm really excited to watch it yeah unfold a lot of slaps at the end of this episode lots of slaps very physical episode right yeah (laughs) Um, except for matt and julie not getting physical opposite of physical (laughs) playing a weird foot game that i've i've never seen before no No. i think they they, like made it up in the moment i mean it was cute but i was like is that a thing is that game a thing (laughs) yeah I thought it was a Texas thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a Texas game. Yeah, only Texans play that foot game. Yeah. Um, do y'all have any stray observations stray before we we'll Let's see. My grandma is watching Friday Night Lights now, and she oh. hates Herc. And I think that Herc, like, just upsets her. He's sister. very I'm abrasive. Sure. He's, but I think Herc is necessary to propel Jason out of, like, a state of self-pity and get him independent. There would, Jason, he's important for Jason's story, but I was watching this episode and imagining my grandma being scandalized. By oh, Herc. my gosh, yes. I love that. Uh, yeah, a gra- Herc is not for grandmas, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I don't even know if, uh, if um, oh, damn it, what's her name? Matt's grandma? Oh, uh, Lorraine. Matt. Yeah, I don't even know if Lorraine could handle her. No. I call her Grandma Saracen. Grandma Saracen. Yes. Well, I hope that she gets her pudding. <laughs> Me too. I hope she got her pudding. Um, my only strays, there were just like a couple early 2000s things um, at the party. She's like, I'm going to pick the next CD. Yeah. Yeah. And then also when they're waiting for Julie, um, either coach or. Tammy goes, what time is it? And they pass a watch across the table. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of checking your phone, you know? Yeah. What, do, do or they just not like have a clock on the wall? I, I don't know. Maybe it was out of sight. But it's just this like obviously everyone clocks. would just be like staring at their phone. And yeah, right. this was before clocks. Well, it's the early 2000s, y'all. Well, and Julie does say, she's like, I know that this is exactly why you got me the cell phone or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a cell phone back then was something you could conveniently ignore. Whereas yes. now your parents would have a tracker on her phone and be like, oh, yeah, 100%. That freaky cabin. <laughs> yes. The freak cabin. murder cabin. Yeah. Loved the freak cabin. Um, <laughs> I don't think they I... did not get their freak on at the freak cabin. Well, they got a little freaky. A little freaky. But socks remained on. Yes. I mean, compare the kisses at the beginning of the episode where they're studying Spanish. Those yes. are big kisses. They're yes. like, yeah, into that's it. true. Yes. And they're not into That's why you can tell that there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the freaky like cabin kisses contrast. were like anxiety filled. Right. Yes. <laughs> they were like, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> fear, fear, fear. <laughs> Fear, fear, fear. I read something about Tim's spiral and the writer was like, it's, I forgot how incredible it is that Taylor Kitsch can make Tim seem cocky as he's reaching his like lowest point. Like he can make Ooh, yeah. like a downward emotional spiral, everything actually seem like f- full of self-confidence and like like braggadocio i don't know what yeah. word i'm looking for like it's, ma- it's macho a weird contrast or... yeah he's yeah. macho when he's like being at beat his lowest up and not even fighting back yeah how yeah. this is why tim's so compelling i know i know he's yeah, just this, an enigma. Scene, this is like classic uh just like bottom of the barrel tim but you love him like i loved i just like soaked up every moment of yeah that bar fight you feel for him and i don't know how he does it i know but i did and i, I love that um, line when he's like he's just a kid I know I did. That was sweet. Um, my actually, I do have a final stray about that, that you brought that up. Um, when he's like his mouth is all bloody. Is he like smiling mm-hmm. back at that yeah, guy? He was a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. He was. Joker. Wow. Yeah. He was yeah. scary. It was straight up Joker. It was creepy, but it, it showed how broken he was. So yeah. That was powerful. But I was his like, death drive is high, ah, high, high. He has yeah. a high death drive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very high death drive. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any strays other than this was just a great, great up. Yeah, it covered a lot of ground. Rib drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we got messy Tim. We got yes. freaky cabin not sex. We got classic <laughs> Tammy Eric. Got bad got buddy. Bad buddy. Yeah. Bad buddy. Bad buddy. <laughs> um, I can go first if we want. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I obviously like the off the field stuff the most, but I do love the football. So I was like, I did want a little bit more football in this episode, but I, yeah, I mean, that scene with Tammy is just takes the cake. And um, for all the reasons that we said in the breakdown, um, I love that this show and this episode takes that so seriously and um, takes it seriously for the right reasons. Um, the writing was super solid and, um, yeah, just the tiny ways the characters treated each other with Tyra's look to Lila with, um, Matt's kindness with Julie and, um, all of it was, was just beautiful. And the, the Eric and Tammy stuff, um, just even sitting in silence together, waiting for their daughter to come home. Like they don't even need to speak and you know how strong their relationship is. So I'm going to give this a 7.5. Ooh. Out of 10, tapiocas. Tapioca. Yes. Um, okay, I'll go. I I also loved this episode. I think it. we hit on, like, everyone's storyline. We really moved forward a lot. I think that they've been yeah. really very slowly un, uh, diving into these characters, and this was kind of like, let's go. Um, everything sort of hit the fan, but in a really, in a really solid way. Again, they covered everyone's story equally, 
um, which is so unique to this show that there's just like not a standout dominant story. And every, every plot line was really emotional. I loved Tim's journey. I'm glad that his dad is gone. The camera stuff was like, okay, but it worked. It worked. Um, but yeah, I'd rather have that. Sorry, no interrupt, but like to have that to get rid of him when, cause some, there's some characters that stick around too long and I just like that. They was just kind of one and done with him. Yeah. So I, I liked that too. Um, and then obviously I loved all of the mother daughter stuff. Tammy was just game ball, game ball, Tammy. Um, and yeah, the Julie and, and Matt stuff was was really sweet and comforting. And um, I think they just handled that difficult topic in a really solid and kind of progressive way. Um, yeah. Jason's stuff is funny and weird, but compelling and necessary for his character to move forward. So I really like that. Um, and we got we got a little Landry we got some some like big laughs and and some tears. And then I, I'm glad that the buddy and Tyra's mom stuff is is imploding because we were we've been kind of like waiting for that. Yeah, um, that it's out in the open. Yeah, that that moment. And they just opened up everyone's storyline uh, in this episode and they're setting the stage for some really exciting stuff. So I think this was really well done. Um, a super solid and productive episode didn't bother me that much that there was no football i'm okay with it um so i'm gonna give this episode eight and a half out of ten matt's dirty feet (laughs) ten dirty toes (laughs) although i I guess we don't know if he has ten toes maybe he has eight he he could be like creep bratton yeah Wait, he says face. something, he goes, he does. have you seen a foot with, with 11 toes? No, he, <laughs> no yeah, he nine says, have toes. you ever seen a foot with three toes? Oh, three no. toes. I've yeah. never, I don't even know what you're referencing, but I'm just now thinking that's Creed Bratton in the yes. office. It's, it's on the bring your daughter oh, to work the, oh, day. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. See, I don't have things memorized. I only remember like weird flashes. So I think the reason I chose this episode because I remembered it a lot because I really liked it because I think there as I said like a lot of memorable moments so okay I haven't done this wrap-up before am I allowed to do one yes (laughs) oh my gosh oh yes no it is your turn you have the floor um I really like like, yes 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 please (laughs) I kind of wish there was like a little more sex positivity in it the rest there are parts of the show that show that the show is like pro sex but it's kind of like making sure you actually want to have it yeah um it's pro (laughs) making sure you want to have it sex yeah and (laughs) let's see i missed the adrenaline of football but i think that if they had put the football in it would have like distracted from the really important character work that was going on so yeah i didn't miss it that much um and I just think this is a beautiful Coach Tammy moment. And I, I'm sorry if I sounded hard on Julie. The first oh. time I watched the show at this <laughs> oh, point with Julie. You're fine. Well, I didn't understand She's not like, all the people interacting with me on Twitter. They were like, oh, we hate Julie. We hate Julie. And I was like, you guys are being so mean to this teenage girl. <laughs> now, having seen the whole show and rewatching, I'm like, oh, I understand why people don't like Julie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what the writer room was thinking, but they didn't really give her like enough redeemable qualities yeah i don't really know how yeah. to describe it but they this struggled with, with her character I think. episode 
Yeah, I think they did. But this yeah. episode I actually really liked because I think that yeah. this was almost painted Julie in a flattering light. Like this felt real to me. A kid who was trying to grow up fast and then mm-hmm. decided she wanted to stay a kid for a little longer. And she and Matt seem really in love. And I think it's yeah. so, I don't know. I think it's so sweet. So yeah. I like this episode. So I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. I don't know what the perfect 10 is. Um, we don't either. <laughs> a nine out of no. 10 um, coaches disgusted stares. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. This was a great uh, one. This one is, this yeah. is a super fun episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that we are here. Yeah. We are, we are, we have arrived. <laughs> We've arrived. <laughs> we have arrived. I just mean like this. I love this stretch of the season. So yes. I'm very excited. Yeah. They've really just like blown all the stories wide open. And wide open. Wide yes. eyes wide open. Oh, eyes um, wide open. Well, thank you so much for joining to. us. Yes, Elena. Elena. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. This was so much fun. I'm yes. so happy we, you did this. Yes. We love to have anyone on that loves the show. We love ripping it apart and being mean to <laughs> and Julie. And praising it. And sexual, over-sexualizing <laughs> all of the male characters. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's yes. what so, women over... The legal age do as characters too so i guess the yeah, show's giving exactly. us permission That's <laughs> yes. consent yes. which this episode yes. was all about <laughs> yes well tell us um you know where people can find you yeah. what you're watching what you are working on anything you want to plug um okay so let's see you can find me on twitter at elena wonders e-l-e-n-a wonders um if you like books i have a book instagram <laughs> called books and elena and i Ooh. make memes they're they're yes. sort of funny i don't know they're fun they're fun um let's see and in terms of what i'm working on now i don't know check out my stuff at obermag.com and uh, you know always a fun Fun stuff ahead in 2021. Hopefully, yes. hopefully this year is better yes. than before. So the bar's low. It's got to be better. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a little low. better at least. <laughs> um, and as well, usual, awesome. you can find us at TX Forever Pod yes. on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We also have our new Facebook group for all FNL fans and fans of this yes. show called Friday Night Lights Panther Pride. Um, oh, join our join Panther it. Pride. Um, yeah, we love our Panthers. Um, we do. But yeah, so follow us. We've got some really exciting guests and stuff coming up. These next few episodes as we wrap up the season are just really packed with awesome stuff. And we're super excited to dig into it. And happy new year, y'all. Do we have anything to plug? Um, nah. (laughs) Nah. Um, I would like to plug the Aragon book series. Oh, well, Um, please He's really sexy and I'm into it. Yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Yay. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye, y'all. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Town